0: Welcome to Free Fall R.C. Podcast.
1: Alright, welcome to another episode of Free Fall R.C. Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We have Andy.
2: Hey, now.
1: And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Alright, and let's uh, give a huge shout-out to... uh, our guest on the show, Curtis Youngblood. Wow. Hey,
3: guys.
0: Wow. Hi, yeah. Curtis. Big right.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is episode 355, Father of 3D Hellies.
4: The old guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can't wait for this one. This is going to be an exciting show. Oh, it's going to be epic. All right. Let's check in with everyone's week first. Uh, Who would like to go first? Why don't you go first, uh, Steve? Hey. Ooh, yeah. Oh. I like to go first because I really didn't do much. Um, this time of year, it's kind of been busy for me at work. And then also, uh, my wife, my significant other, just started a new job today. So, oh, there's oh, been cool. a lot of uh, change in the household here. So, I've yeah. just been kind of, you know, uh, taking care of the kids and, you know, doing other things. So, right. So, um, yeah. So the only thing I did do is hobby-related was I did a little bit of wrenching on my raw Nitro HD. Okay. Um, that's actually my last helicopter with uh, a set of BK servers in there. So, you know, I got a set of Thetas I want to put in there. Yeah. So I'm going to swap those out. So, you know, just to do some pre-work, uh, <laughs> I uh, took the heli off the wall and, I mean, you know, I, I drip dry to eat things. I, you know, fly them, put the Hold the blades back, put it in the truck, hang them on the wall. Right. Uh, I took it down and, oh my gosh, there's like Goop slime everywhere. all on the on the boom <laughs> and like specks of oh, dirt man. and other things. on you it. You don't so even like,
2: have, like take a towel and wipe the no, boom no, down no, or need, anything. You just nope, nope. pick it up, put it in a truck, and then all the dust and dirt and all the shit sticks to it. Oh,
3: yeah, uh, he doesn't <laughs> want to do that because he, he'll
1: ruin the seasoning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gotta, you got to keep the seasoning on it. That's how it gets that <laughs> patina, you know? Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I did do a little cleaning. I was like, you know, now it's time to, now that I have to work on it. Oh, yeah, I gotta wipe it yeah. down. So I did do some wiping down on it, but I did, before I wiped it down, I took a picture and posted it on our, uh, Facebook page because, uh, you see the sticker on it, the free fall sticker, it is just globbed. Oh, around. wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so that's really it for me as far as, uh, Hobby related. Beyond that, just work, work, work. Kids, kids. Um, uh, getting ready for my trip. Um, I know you guys all did the winter bash. I hate you guys, but uh, <laughs> I got a little trip coming up. Uh, you know, I'm flying out this Sunday, so um, I had to get ready for that, and I'll talk about that on uh, later in the show. All right. But uh, cool. cool. Yeah, who wants to go next?
3: I'll go ahead and go next. Um, I did literally nothing in the hobby as far as wrenching did doubles did discord but i did get in some heli parts uh i actually uh somebody was getting rid of a a couple of canopies for a black nitro and one of them was a black thunder uh usa edition uh canopy that was that was modified for a black nitro and
1: nice talk about
3: yeah it was fucking mint um So definitely, thank you, uh, Carrie Brooks. Uh, He gave me a great deal on that. So um, after the new year, I'll definitely have to ask around and see about getting a matching boom. That way I can have myself a USA edition. It it looks pretty badass. Um, There's not a scuff mark on it other than where it has already been cut out for the pipe. I think the only other thing I have to do is uh, drill out the hole for uh, tuning... For the, for the needles on the car, but that's about it. Uh, on that, it's probably but, uh, never
2: been used,
3: it's never seen just a day set of life. Yeah, yeah, so it's like brand spanking new. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a, a buy that I could not pass up. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, so. I fondled the canopy kind of like what Andy does and uh it's sitting on the shelf right next to the to the black nitro um before I go putting it on I'll have to put on that uh that that edging strip that uh you typically see on goblins to try to protect the canopy a little bit but I think it's gonna be like one of those uh canopy schemes that's gonna be like special occasion because it's like that mint and they're kind of hard to find so
1: um
2: yeah i wouldn't use it i would just leave it on the shelf
1: (laughs) yeah it'd be a shelf and yes because
2: you know you'll crash it first thing and then it'll be broke
5: or
3: at least i would i mean it'd be great for like you know like fourth of july or something that's kind of what i was thinking Mm -hmm. but otherwise i mean it's really nothing to change those out i mean the the boom is really the only bitch thing to to get to but it's not really that bad but, uh, yeah, uh, really, that's about all I've done. Um, it's just Work's been insane, and, you know, gearing up for Christmas, I actually did a little bit of Christmas shopping and then had to do some birthday shopping because my oldest daughter's uh, birthday party is next weekend. So been getting a few things uh, bought and just pretty much waiting for everything to come in at this point.
5: Uh, cool.
2: Andy, right.
3: what what do you got going on, Andy?
2: Well, as didn't I talked about last week, I went to the Winter Bash. Oh, you suck. I Let me see if I can remember everything, because I didn't write anything down.
0: Uh, uh, I, who I does? Did. So I, I got you. <laughs> well, I left I out. I as much as I can remember.
2: Okay. I left out Wednesday morning. Uh, not super early. It was probably about nine o'clock when we rolled out because I had to put air in one of the tires. I forgot to check on this. As I said, I was using a new camper, new truck. Uh, so we headed out about nine o'clock. Uh, didn't have any trouble driving down except having stopped for gas every like two hundred and some miles. So that's kind of annoying, but. Uh, see, we got to the field around, I'll say around 8 nine o'clock. It ended up being about a 12 hour drive with the three fuel stops and one P stop. Got pulled in, had to find the gate code. I guess it had been changed since last time I was there. Got the gate code pulled in, not a soul anywhere. I was the first one on site <laughs> it was Wednesday night. Wow. So I just backed kind of over about where normally parked the campers. It was level enough. I didn't unhook it from the truck or anything. I just put down the jacks and was good to go. So we spent the first night there by ourselves. And then Thursday, people started coming in, setting up um, Gator, Michael Gator, the CD for the oh. event. He ended up being sick. Oh, so no. it oh, fell. yeah, it, he, um, he was in pretty bad shape. So it ended up falling on the other club members, Bert, Carrie, um, a lot of the other torches members, nobody knew what, <laughs> what needed to be done. They're all just trying to figure it out as they go Bye. on the fly. Um, so I'm sure that was a, a workload for them. But it, as far as an, as an attendee really couldn't tell everything seemed to work fine and, we had a fantastic right. event. I think they ended up having around 60 pilots, which is, is pretty low f- for that event. So I don't know what happened. Just whatever. The, blame it on the economy, I guess. Uh, wasn't publicized a whole lot, I think, is either. But the people that were there, I think we had a really fantastic time. Um, I know I did. One of the... Probably more fun events I've been to in a while, um, just for the nice. atmosphere and stuff. Also, my first fun fly being on the BK team, so that might have contributed to it as well. Oh, yeah, that's way different, especially in yeah. Florida. You're in hometown at, right the, at the yeah. BK fun fly on the BK mm-hmm. team. So that was cool. Uh, let's see. Went out with some guys on Thursday night to dinner. Uh, I don't think I flew Thursday. It was very windy. Windy. It was very windy. uh, Thursday and Friday. It was pretty windy. I did fly on Friday. I think a couple times. Saturday was actually really nice, just a light breeze, and then Sunday was really nice as well. Uh, Let's see. When did you get in, uh, Kevin? Was it Friday? Maybe.
0: Yeah, it was Friday morning. Or no, Friday right about was noon, I yeah, think. Yeah, around was. about
2: noon or one o'clock, I think. Yep. Yeah, so it's cool, cool to see uh, Kevin. We got to hang out quite a bit, actually. Yeah.
5: Nice.
2: Uh lot meet, met lots uh a couple new folks, lots of familiar faces. Some guys that I only see one, once or twice a year. Uh Jeff Bider was parked next to me. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's always cool to hang out with him. Dwayne uh, let's see. I'm going to miss everyone's name. Saw Gina Tucker. Mm-hmm. Always good to see her. Oh, shit. I mean, tons of people. You know how it is. Yeah. I flew, let's see, I flew my 420 a few times. Flew the, the, uh, New Freedom, uh, Puma. Uh, see, my Raw 700. Flew that a few times. Did the auto-rotation contest. Screwed it up really, really bad. Flipped it over on its side. Knocked a big dent in the boom.
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, you know. But, anyway, it was fun, nonetheless. <clears throat> I'm still flying It's just got a big dent in the boom. It actually didn't damage anything else. Oh, nice. Yeah, the blades didn't break or anything. Didn't even break a servo horn. Just knocked a big, giant dent in the boom. But it didn't bend the boom like it did my 420. It just knocked a dent in it. What about you, Kevin? Talk about your experience. Yeah, I'm sure I'll think of stuff as you go through it.
0: Dude, I had a really a fantastic time, man. It was great. I right off the bat, thanks to you know Bert and the the torches field, the club up there for taking over. I know that's kind of mm-hmm. tough at the last minute, and probably was like, oh shit, you know, now what are we going to do? But like you said, Andy, I didn't see didn't like seem like they skipped a beat at all. No, like I didn't see no. any any issues. Felt like a you know, the normal fun fly to me. Yeah. And we were parked next to Jeff Biter. Um got to see Gina. I spoke I spoke to her for a while. It was pretty cool. I kind of got there around noon on Friday and just went around just hanging out talking to people who I haven't seen in a while. Like Gina. I sat down with Gina. We, we were shooting the ship for like twenty minutes. It was mm-hmm. it was really cool. Nice. So um you know, saw Bert, said hi to him. He was running around. I saw Kevin McGrady and and Ben Connor. Mm-hmm. it was nice. that was it cool come
2: down i think uh friday or thursday thursday night maybe
0: yeah yeah kevin's right man it was it was a lot of fun oh, hanging yeah. with him chris barnes or manny manny and yeah, chris manny. barnes uh yeah so joe reyes he was down mm-hmm. um yes. christy amanti was down which was cool um the other guy that was hanging out with Chris Barnes, is the guy Tom, I forgot what his last name. is. Yeah, was.
2: I don't, I don't know him, but he was funny. Tom something. I
0: hadn't, I hadn't seen John Cook and Justin in. Oh pages. yeah, yeah. Justin was showed up. Justin looks totally John. different
2: now. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looks like a different person. You wouldn't yeah, recognize yeah. him. Hey, it looks he's like t- he was tall
0: like, and skinny yeah,
2: and
1: yeah. shot up. <laughs>
0: yep. 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 And uh, dude, Justin just killing it, man. His flights were on. Yeah. Un- unbelievable, dude. But has he yeah, lost were,
1: any of it? Because I don't know if he's been flying, you know?
0: No. Know. He's kids, man. He really hasn't. Like his, Travis, his, dad, man. his dad was saying that, yeah, he hasn't flown in a while, and I was like, dude, there were times where we were like, I, I was off the sidelines, you we know, or back a ways, you know, shooting shit with somebody, and we're watching somebody fly, and we're like, who the frig is that? Like, just mm-hmm. throwing down. And we look, and it's Justin. We're like, yeah. holy he,
2: shit. Like, He might know that he lost a little bit, but the average person, well, he's su- at such a high level, like you can't right. tell. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it's amazing.
0: I saw another guy that I, I knew from heading out to Sebring once or twice. um This guy, uh Jay, and his son J- and and his son Hayden, who's and he, Hayden's got to be like ten, maybe, okay. maybe tw- I don't know, eight to twelve, something like that. And that kid was flying. The kid with long blonde hair, Andy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, he was tearing it up. He's like a little bitty kid
0: only been flying a year doesn't sim and yeah was was tearing it up man that was that was really cool to see i i recognized uh jay uh, but i i don't think i met his his son uh buzz was there one of the guys i fly locally yep. with like in fort saint louis buzz. yeah buzz pulled in with his camper and everybody thought leonard skinner was there like it, buzz has got this palace man it's yeah. a, like a, it's a bus. bus. It's a
2: actual tour bus. It's not a camper. It's a bus. Yeah. So it's, like it's a bus.
1: A, like a bus. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. it's tour bigger
2: bus. than a class A. It's a full really? blown wow. tour bus. Nice. With with Diesel
0: four in the back, four extensions, yeah, four slides, yeah, two each side. Yeah. yeah. Four mm-hmm. slides. And he's towing his uh, gladi- Jeep Gladiator with it. Nice. Uh, but it was good to see Buzz. He mm-hmm. said he got some flights in. Nice. Saw Kenny Hutton, and and. Uh, Kenny has a anybody that's look that's got a, a Spectre V two that wants to get a better canopy mount system. Kenny's uh-huh. got something he's come up with uh, in TPU that he's printing, and he had it all packaged together, nice and neat. It really looks cool. Wow, no? Oh, has he? Uh, you know, me having the okay. V two now caught my yeah. eye. Yeah. So yeah, message him on Facebook if you're interested, because I know that Buzz and I have been going back and forth about something. Uh, that was out there for free that I printed in PLA. And, you know, it's not, it's not CPU, so it's not flexible. So it's mm-hmm. probably going to break, but this thing buzz picked one up too. Uh, this thing seems like a pretty good option, you know, rather than the old um, pins, the clips, you know, the RC All car right. clips. Right. Yeah. Okay. those kind of suck. So Frank, he was there from, from uh, Miami, Frank Morton yep. D'Aos with okay. Mania, Mania X batteries. He had brought a bunch of stuff up,
2: bunch and of, uh, bunch of scale guys down on the end saw Daryl Sprayberry.
0: Yeah, So Daryl scale
2: yep. guys with all their hillies, which is neat to see. One guy yeah, tried and, uh, to chase us away from their flight station.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We walked all the way down the end to to get some flights in, and a uh, guy had guy had gotten done flying and was coming back off. Um, he was he was a bit uh, cranky. He was a bit cranky. He was in like a powered wheelchair and he said something to Andy, like, uh, well, I was Andy just, didn't really hear I was just first, like, hey,
2: right? you, you just... know, that's looking good. That heli's nice and smooth. And he's like, bah, 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 sucks. Bah, 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 bah. and I uh, couldn't hear I what know. he was saying. He's like, you know, this is a scale flight line. And I didn't hear him. So I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know what he was saying. He just looked at me like I was a freaking idiot and then rolled away. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, where Andy was right, flying. So Is that
1: a scale flight line?
2: No, no. It was just It was just
0: down at the end. You the know?
2: end. We just went down there because everything else was full. Kevin right. wanted to fly. I wanted to f- test out the Puma a little bit. Wasn't gonna do yeah. anything crazy, but I I don't know.
3: Yeah, I did get a uh, message from a friend of mine that I didn't know was going down there, but uh a buddy of mine, Jeff Raker, sent me a picture of uh uh, both Kevin, Andy, and uh, Steve Shaw at the flight line get ready to test this multicolored-looking goblin thing. Nice. <laughs> He's like buddies of yours. No, <laughs> oh, that must have been Shaw's, right? Yeah, Shaw's five. Yeah, Yep.
5: yeah.
2: It was fun. It was cool to see Steve. and uh Steve Shaw. I know it bust his balls a lot, but he, yeah. <laughs> I actually do like hanging out with him. He's funny. Uh,
5: yeah. Oh yeah. We had a good, good
0: time guy. with him.
2: Yeah. Couple uh Jeff uh, Bider's uh, friends, Ben, and then another one, Jerry. So just Ben and Jerry. We went yeah. up to dinner with them. Ben and Jerry oh, nice. <laughs> That's
4: awesome.
2: Ice cream? Yeah. And uh I got to spend a lot of some time with Chris Barnes that I've never really hung out with. <laughs> yeah. Dude's a freaking riot. Yes. Yeah. Me too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit that comes out of his mouth you like, It was hilarious. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, we're having some fun.
2: He's not the he's not like the loud, funny, obnoxious, funny no. guy. He's just real quiet with the one liners and shit. It yeah. was cracking me up, dude. I was about to fall over. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I also saw Carrie Brooks and he hooked me up with uh some servos, so I gotta thank him for okay, that. Okay,
2: nice. I was wondering if you got nice. those servos.
0: Yeah. Sweet. And I know he he had an ordeal trying to get to Florida. Yeah, his uh, flight oh, yeah. got canceled
2: and shit. He didn't show up till like 10, 11 o'clock on Friday night. So he yeah. was just there for Saturday and Sunday. I think he didn't fly out till Monday, though. But he was supposed to come in, was it Thursday night?
0: And his flight got canceled and, you
2: know, yeah. how shit
0: is. And I got to thank Kevin McGrady for uh, paying for my dinner when we went out to dinner. But nice. the unfortunate thing is now I owe him something, right? Right. So mm. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But it was <laughs> funny because he was sitting next to me. I'm, dude, I have a great time with Kevin. I love hanging out with him. He's such a good dude, and such down to earth guy. You know, and good conversation. Oh, he's a great just, dude. We were talking about a lot of different things and just had a good conversation all the way around. And uh, he's a riot. And he ordered apps, appetizers, and um, and when the bill came, she put it on my bill. And it was funny because so I so I leaned over and I was like kind of showing him, and he just snatched it up and was like, and he paid for it. And I was like, no, no dude, I was only trying to show you that she put it on mine, and I didn't give a shit. I was going to pay for it, you know? But I thought it was funny because it was just one of those nights for the waitress. She forgot Andy's drink order, and we were busting her chops <laughs> about that. And it was just, yeah. Nice. It was fun. Yeah. Also met John Elrod again. Oh, uh, yeah,
2: I forgot about John.
0: Nice. John. John came up to me last year and was like, Hey Kev, you know, I listen to the show, blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we got to talking and really good dude. And the same this year, like I was like, Oh yeah, you know, how you doing? John? And we, we hung out for a while and, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He had, he'd given me, um, um, I don't know, maybe a sleeve of, uh, raffle tickets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I entered, I entered the, the raffle and I won batteries actually with those raffle tickets Ooh. that he gave me. And, nice. uh, He was like, dude, that's, he was like thrilled. And I even asked him like, am I even allowed to mention this on the podcast? And he was like, sure. You know, we want, we want, uh, you know, guys that are going to hopefully use what they win. And, you know, we want guys to, to enjoy the hobby. And so that was really cool, man. Cause I don't, I don't win anything. Cause I usually don't, I don't usually buy too many raffle tickets when I go uh, to these things. I try to support what I can, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was nice, man. One, two, um, Two four thousand milliamp hour maniac batteries, 45 C. The exact same ones I had just purchased for the 690. So we mm-hmm. probably be looking for a metal tail conversion for that down the road and use those batteries for that. Because I already purchased uh I got during Black Friday I got the the two sets, you know, four the four packs all together uh for the Spectre, the V two. So that should be nice. that should be great, man. You're going to set.
2: stretch that oxy five? I
0: got you right. Yeah. Could you yeah. use
2: those in it on 12s, or is it still too big for a 600, 4,000?
0: Mm, I'd have to check to see what the fitment would be on it. They might work.
2: I don't know. I've never had a 600s. What so most people are on like 3,000s, 3,300s, fours might be a little too big. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to see. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. I think I'm going to. I think it's going to be six s. So I don't. But I don't know. I think I you gotta, should do a 9S. I got the V2 <laughs> on there. 8.5S is what we decided. Eight and a half. Eight yeah.
2: and a
1: half. So. Yeah. Let's Just cut that last one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh,
2: no. No. <laughs> 8S plus two
0: AAA batteries. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Make sure they're rechargeable
1: (laughs) lithium ones. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Just for that
0: extra added boost. Yeah. Yeah. Just for that extra annoyance that will cause some people. Right. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, another guy that came up to me, there were two guys that came up to me and said they listened to the show. One guy, I didn't get his name, and I'm really sorry. He knows who he is. He's from Houston, and he flies with that guy, Alex. Remember Alex, the tattoo guy? Steve, yeah, we used to Alex fly with him. Yeah, yeah. He moved down to Houston, yeah. and he mm-hmm. flies with him. And yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, small world!" You know, I, yeah. I know Alex, but I felt embarrassed because I was talking to this guy for like five, ten minutes, and I, I didn't get his name. Um, <laughs>
5: well, but he Alex was there with his, his wife. I can't. Yeah, remember his so
0: name. friend. I feel yeah. bad. Really nice guy, man. Uh, good pilot too. I was watching him fly it at seven hundred competition, seven seventy, I think it was. Mm. Okay. He had. Yeah. Uh, I nice. was flying that around. And then another guy came up to us. Andy was uh, Brandon Leggett. Yeah, I was going to say up. Brandon Leggett.
1: Hmm? Nice. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while.
0: Yeah, yeah he got, said he met I you guys once before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and came up and I was talking to him. And we were chatting because he's now a Jacksonville guy. And, um, you know, he's like, hey, you know, if you ever come up this way, you know, maybe we should get together. If, if Shaw's going to be any part of torches field maybe i'll come up there once you know i'll join and come up there once a month you know Mm -hmm. and uh, i told him i'll let him know when i come up there and get some flights in and stuff you know andy mentioned the auto rotation contest which was a riot i and you probably saw on facebook by now that uh that um justin cook won it and dude (laughs) like he's like i don't know jedi with that thing on auto rotation mm-hmm. like he, he was doing some crazy Couple shit, inches. just bringing it right down and yeah within inches like putting it down there and uh but uh kenny kenny hutton had my favorite auto rotation um he kind of did the flying behind his head auto rotation yeah, over and my oh, head wow.
2: I, I took off running I, like a I, pussy cause me i thought i was gonna die steve
0: shaw and Andy were directly underneath this thing and it's oh, coming no. down and I'm standing well, right it, next to not that, only were you the directly defensive.
2: underneath it, it's the blades have almost stopped at this point. Like it was in yeah. the auto. Oh, no, like, oh, the oh. blades so are... I took off running like a, you know, so they, idiot.
0: everybody scattered, Steve, and I just stood there and I'm like, I'm just going to watch how this thing <laughs> comes down. Maybe I'm, I'll, you know, run under the net, like a couple of steps, but I just stood there watching it. And, Within the last like maybe twenty feet he he pulled it over Ooh. to the flight line and, and isn't
1: there like brought a it, brought a, a it net? in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was standing directly underneath like directly aligned with that Damn. net looking up at it. Right. Oh, and, I, yeah. and I I don't know, I wasn't nervous at all or anything, but I was like, Well, Kenny Hutton, he well he's yeah. a lot better pilot than well,
2: I was on the like the flight side, you know, I was doing the contest and I when I it was all over, Tima said, Why'd you run? He was already past the net, you'd have been fine. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't yeah. know. It looked like it was right over my head. Yeah. There was helis on the ground and everything, everywhere where I was standing. Oh. You can't yeah, right look up trip. and run. I just took off running.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I stood there like an idiot. I was like, I'll try and catch it. I was it afraid it I'd try down.
2: to watch it run, trip over somebody's heli, break that, and then fall down and then get yeah. hit.
0: Be my luck. I I hit with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was
0: that that was fun. I got a couple flights in on the uh, Oxy Five, and um, my my first flight was down on the scale heli line, and then we moved up one, and I got another flight in. At that point, like up one, and Kevin McGrady was like, "Hey man, it's the first time I've gotten a chance to watch you fly. That was pretty cool. you were doing some, you know, back. I was I was trying to do some funnels in both directions, not you know, and I could do them in both directions, but then I was trying to smooth out. I figure eights and stuff and the wind had died and I just had a, I just had a really good flight. So, yeah, it uh, looked good. You're flying Good. you just Kevin. giving me some compliments.
1: Thanks nice. man. I haven't seen you fly in a while. So Gotta get yeah, get we haven't
0: stuff. flown together. Yeah. So Andy, like you said, brought his trailer down and, and I,
1: yeah, uh, hey, how's the new one day
0: with Andy? them. So thank Uh-oh. huge. Thanks to Andy and Tima for letting me, let me stay with
2: them. It works so much better than what I've got that. Yeah. I'm mad now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to get a fifth wheel.
4: A fifth wheel, yeah. So
2: much better. Everything about it's better. The well, only is it
1: better because it's new, or is it? You know,
2: no, because it's a fifth wheel. Oh, well, okay. it's so fifth new wheel makes a big difference. It's, it's new. It's a nicer brand, and it's a fifth wheel. But mm-hmm. a lot of the the things that are so good, I could attribute to being a fifth wheel, like the auto leveling and right the way everything hooks up and mm-hmm. everything works just so much better. Nice. So how did you find it, Kevin? You just kind of slept on a sort of a dinette bed thing. Did you sleep? Okay.
0: Yeah. It was actually pretty comfortable. I mean, they're doing, they're doing really good job of keeping, I don't know where you were even keeping that foam mattress, but I mean, it's only like an inch and a half, two inches thick and it's actually pretty comfortable.
2: Yeah. All right. It's not
0: like back in the day with the, with the beach chair foam, I told you know? Tima
2: we got to be still, not be rocking the trailer too much. Wake Kevin up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, damn! Well, <laughs> Kevin's a heavy sleeper, so he's fine. he wears earplugs too. So
2: that's the other thing about. No, like, I'm joking have... about that, but with those jacks lifted up, it's so much more stable than mine. Mm. Like even though when yeah. I put my little stabilizers down, this is it's just yeah. everything about it's better.
1: I wonder if it's, like, structurally more yes. stronger, too, because mm-hmm. of, like, the design and the cost and everything, that mm-hmm. everything just feels stronger, stiffer. plus
2: you're take, you, you can raise those jacks up, take a bunch of the weight off the axles, off the so you're here, actually yeah. setting on four points instead of just right. the wheels plus the little
1: suspension. stabilizers. Yeah, because the suspension alone is going to flex, even if mm-hmm. you have the stabilizers, right? So, yeah.
3: Yep. Now, how did your truck handle it compared to your
2: to your trailer? Well, I pulled it with Dad's new truck, which is actually way smaller than my truck. And it handled really? it surprisingly well. Yeah, I'm pulling it with a 150. Damn. Oh. Yeah, with a super short bed. This fifth wheel has a special kind of hitch where it pivots behind the actual hitch. So you can pull it with a five and a half foot bed. Wow. Yeah. Nice truck, too. Yeah, the really truck's really, nice, really truck. nice. The camper's really nice. Everything worked out really well. Nice.
0: Camper smelled brand new
2: mm-hmm. when I walked in it. Yeah.
1: All I mean, it was pretty much, right? It
2: was brand yeah.
1: new. Brand new? And yeah. Kevin
2: was there, now it smells different. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> Kevin? Both. did Kevin and Grady ever sleep in him? Both. Did well, I made the, the mistake of letting him and Cholo both in there. Saturday night, and uh, it's never, it'll never be the same now. Oh no! <laughs> yeah,
1: especially solo. no. I've, I've I've heard he uh, put just the seats, you know. Yeah, not this season. Yeah, but we
0: got together with Kevin uh, Friday, I think it was, and just had a good chat, hanging mm-hmm. out Andy's trailer, yeah. camper, and that was that was good, man. We had a good conversation just about things in general, you know. Yeah, Kevin's got Kevin's a good dude, man. I yep. enjoy chatting with him. And Ben, I, I I I was talking to Ben too, probably for about you know thirty minutes on Saturday, just hanging out talking to him. Good dude. Yeah. Man, so many good pilots. Once again, you know, you you, you practice all year, you go out to these freaking events, and you're like, geez, Louise. Doesn't matter you're like how shaking much you practice. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep. it's just it's awesome though. It's awesome to see. Like Bert was, was killing it with the new orange and white raw and yeah it's
2: that's that thing it's very very pretty too it's, it's yeah. a fluorescent type of an orange but then it has white on it as well so it's it's really
0: nice and i saw bert he just yeah he threw down a really nice flight with that diamante he's he's i watched one of his flights another good just some great pilots man mm-hmm and Andy helped a guy on Saturday. I don't know if you want to mention this, but Andy helped a guy, yeah,
2: for, uh, uh, uh yeah, I, younger kid. I've already forgot his name. I'm so sorry, dude. But, uh, he wanted to double check his icon setup, and not many of the guys around there. New, new icon. I was like, I got it. So we went through and double checked everything and tweaked some stuff and kind of got him all sorted out. And then, uh, I don't know, later in the day. He was a good pilot, but later in the day, I, I saw him crash it. I was like, well, <laughs> so much Yeah, for later that in the setup. day, were,
5: <laughs>
0: we were standing there, and we heard, boom, you know, and, and Andy Andy, said to me, uh, I think that was that guy I helped out earlier. Yeah. And he was like, yep, yeah, we saw him walking out. We felt felt bad for him. He was a good kid, though. He was from uh, the
2: Panhandle of Florida, over at the yeah. the western point, he said. "But
0: Sarasota. Good kid out that way pensacola yeah somewhere out there i don't know not many crashes though steve like even with being windy on friday Mm -hmm. i think that was one of the only crashes i saw who else did oh mr shaw crashed his little
1: yeah doing whatever that thing was
0: too
2: yeah yeah i had a tuning problem he said
1: yeah yeah i heard it was a tuning Mm. problem right right Yeah. yeah yeah i think it was. his eyes and fingers i think his
0: fingers weren't tuned correctly
2: yeah
1: so his had
0: the 48 switches he was clicking. i know what was, <laughs> what
1: was that was click 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 uh, he, okay, now know, get it, back, he click click he likes to hear click, himself click, say take off. <laughs> off. off i know but he clicked like he i i, I don't know how many was it's been doing. like seven or eight and then he looks around steps back, clicks some more while he's looking around, <laughs> and then takes off. I'm like, what is he clicking? Well, he, he sets
2: it down, you know, and I'm standing beside him, and he steps back like a normal place to fly. Well, then he starts walking backwards some more. I'm like, well, shit, I guess I better go backwards, Bye. too. <laughs> and
3: and he it's just a he little that. OMP.
2: It's just an M2, you know, but...
3: Well, still, it might put an eye out. Yeah, well, it's still gonna hurt. Take an eye out.
2: But yeah. I'm sure the listeners would like to know, because his, his flight that Kevin saw was... Couple seconds. This time he got a full 19 seconds.
3: Oh, uh, wow. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll check the video. Ooh,
3: that's a nice. record.
2: Yeah, so
0: not bad. Nice. Awesome. And speaking of talking radios, Ian, I got a chance to hear your voice come out of
3: Andy's radio. <laughs> a few what? Times. Oh, my yeah. fucking God. I've
2: yeah. started using that more now. Every, every time I over amp because.
3: I'm an idiot. and then on my
2: 420 anytime i hit rescue it goes i'm an idiot so it's 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 quite amusing actually
1: oh man i wish V Control had this capability (laughs) me too (laughs) i think you can i think you can hack it i think you can hack the the wave i don't know yeah um all right let's go right into the main topic so let's get to know curtis a little bit more um how did you get into the hobby? Like, how did this all start for you?
4: Uh, my dad. I, I pretty much grew up uh, around the hobby. He's He started RC in, like, the late 50s, uh, building radios and all kinds of stuff. And so there's pictures of me at, like, one year old around all the RC stuff. And
5: okay.
4: I built helicopters, you know, in the early 70s. So I, just, I grew up around it. So,
5: Oh, that's right.
0: awesome. Wow, uh, he would build his own transmitter receiver units, his own radios?
4: Yeah, yeah, early wow. day, their own equipment. And yeah, yeah he's, he's he was deep into it. Wow. And my whole Damn. life is, still is. He spends all his time right now at the farm constantly. He's out there you know, four days a week flying FPV stuff, checking cattle and checking nice. the
3: farm. He's in
4: nice. his baking sticks now and still flying all over the place.
1: Oh, uh, wow. That's great. Uh, so uh, when did this kind of start for you? Like, Did you just like, when you as a little kid just picked up a transmitter and started flying with your dad or like was there a certain age where you kind of started showing interest in it
4: uh i started i think i started i mean the first time i ever flew anything i was like five Okay.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
4: but um i didn't really show any interest i think till i was about 10 or 11 uh i really was like hey i really want to actually learn this i wanted to learn helicopters what i wanted to learn and my dad's <laughs> like no you gotta learn planes first like okay so i learned <laughs> planes uh, i did that for about three three years, stuff like that, and then got into helicopters uh, and then kind of grew from there. Uh, I think that kind of sparked my interest. My dad got me into some of the contest stuff and that kind of gave me a focus of, you know, where I'm going, of course, better you know, at stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's actually a good segue. Let's kind of go into that because, uh, you know, you have quite the achievement with uh, competitions, right, in your, in your history, so...
4: Yeah, I did. I did a lot of the I mean, a lot, when I started, it was all just FAI precision stuff. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're really 3D didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I the first time I started getting fairly known for my competition stuff was like 84, 85 time frame. I started doing fairly well at the Nationals and then 86, I think 86. I was the first year I won the Nationals and then 87. I won the world and the Nationals. And
5: nice. the
4: Funny thing is the 87 worlds I won the way you got the highest score was all hovering maneuvers.
5: So you right. didn't do any
4: It was all just hovering. And so mm-hmm. at the end of the worlds, after I won, they pretty much said, well, obviously he can only hover. He can't do anything else. So he's not that good of a pilot. So then by the next worlds, I was doing all 3d stuff. So just so I could do more than just hover. Nice. Right, right.
5: Wow. <laughs> That's awesome.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, there's just, but the, 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 the 3D and FAI and then kind of, I kept doing both in parallel, but they obviously went very different directions. They were, they were very fun for different reasons.
2: So, so when doing all the hover stuff, did you think, hmm, this is a little bit boring. I wish someone would, would invent more ways to fly this heli and go from uh, there
4: actually no i really enjoyed hovering I, I still enjoyed hovering i mean it's 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 the precision of it and mm-hmm. the there's levels of challenge especially in setting up the equipment back in those days to make it fly precisely and i i really enjoyed that the the it was just a very different challenge than 3d 3d i also really enjoyed but for very different reasons right actually they're kind of the same reasons but they're in different aspects of the same region it was all about getting the equipment to perform in a way that no one else could get it to perform. That was a Uh, big
2: challenge back then, wasn't it? I mean, you're, we kind of take that for granted now. Really all of four of us have only been flying helis for, you know, five, six, seven years. So we've always had good equipment, but I imagine back when you, you were doing it, it was a challenge just to get the equipment to perform.
4: Yeah, and that was part of the fun of it. I mean, part of it, part of the fun was one dreaming up what to do, but two, mm-hmm. once you end up doing it without the machine exploding. Right. I mean, that that was part of it was figuring out how to make the aircraft do it. You know, me physically being able to you know fly it in a way that it would do it without because there's no flight controls in a lot of cases no good gyros. Yeah, it's uh, also exactly how far could you push this before the aircraft explodes? Right. Uh, yeah and i mean because up until i uh, probably even about the time i retired i you could i knew how to explode any aircraft instantly i mean mm. i knew if I just <laughs> blow up, I exactly what controls to give and i can blow it up
5: right wow I'm
4: not sure if that's still true a lot of the machines are pretty durable now yeah. you can still get you can still probably get them in the right kind of head oscillation combinations of cyclic and
5: collective. Yeah.
4: you can blow them up but it's a lot harder. It used to be you were on a fine line all the time, not not to blow them up. Okay, um, right. Uh, that that did start to change, sort of near the last few years, where machines would hold up to quite a bit. Yeah,
2: well. they're they're pretty pretty good now. I mean, you got really hard nice dampening and stuff, but you know, you you can't still boom strike one if you really try hard oh, yeah. enough. Sure can. Uh,
1: so let's see here. Um, so it seems like you got this nickname, Father Three D on what I hear and read around online and stuff. So where did that come from? Just you know, cause you were the pioneer of 3d maneuvers or, uh, you know, how did that come uh, around?
4: Pretty much. I mean, I, I was sort of the first guy that put it together into an overall style of flying. I mean, there were several guys that I kind of looked up to and followed Hubert Bittner, um, Mike Moss to a little less of a degree. Cause I didn't just didn't know him as well, but Hubert Bittner, right. area, a lot of their styles. I kind of followed how they did things, but, Um, I was, I sort of the first, was the first one that really tied it all together into a lot of backwards flying, backwards aerobatics, aerobatic, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, eventually the chaos maneuvers and all the different pirouetting things. Um, I was sort of the first one that kind of tied it all in together and was doing demos all together. Uh, and then, you know, it was about five or six years later where a large group of people started moving into that space and doing it as well. Um, but yeah, I I was kind of, I was kind of in the right place, right time, <laughs> as the technology came up and as 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 the the industry sort of came up. I was in that position to be the one kind of doing it first. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Yeah, I mean, you've inspired a lot of three D pilots that you know we look up to now. You know, right? Yeah, right. yeah. You got you know like Bernie those, you know, guys, and you were the inspiration for them, which is it's amazing, you know. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I was I was the old guy before them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now there are now there <laughs> are right. old guys, right? <laughs>
1: that yeah. uh so kind of fast forwarding a little bit more um you started your own company right back in 93 um yep. what kind of drove you to start your own company and get into the hobby side of the business
4: um well just again interest i liked developing things a lot of the early things mm-hmm. you did just things that i was using myself governors gyros those kind of things uh and then long term um I knew as I was going to start aging out competition-wise, <laughs> I yeah. wanted to be able to basically. Uh, so, so I was trying to position myself in the business to be able to make a living in the hobby. Uh, right. Overall, I would say what ended up happening in a lot of the hobby stuff, the, the drone industry started to kind of take over for the hobby industry. And so the hobby itself, for a while, was getting quite big. I mean, it was really starting to take right. off
5: right.
4: and I sunk fast a lot and then I think it's stabilized now. Again, but it it definitely changed quite a bit about eight or ten years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of it, it it started to come back a little bit, um, like the attendance at events and stuff, and then kind of COVID sort of dampened it back down a little bit. Yeah, but Sorry. um, we we keep hoping for to get back
1: up a little bit more, but it's it's difficult. Yeah, I find that the numbers that we have now in the hobbies are more of like the you know, in it for life type of folks. They're not, they don't come in and, and, you know, stay for a year or two and then come out. Like we have a pretty solid crew. I think now, of, uh, a good base, gonna, but with yeah. yeah. more, could always be better.
4: So. That's we had before it really exploded in the hobby side. In other words, you get, you go to all the fun flies and all the fun flies were just a bunch of guys who knew everybody mm-hmm. and you, different parts of the country and all having fun. Hey, look what I learned. Or, hey, look at this new thing I got. And, you just spent all weekend hanging out with guys you knew and liked. And then a month later you went to someplace else and did the same thing with largely the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was a, it was a, it was a fun group of people. Uh, you'd always meet where as it got huge, you know, it was 70% of the people you didn't really know who in these people were. Right. uh, uh and so it was a different thing. So it's probably back down to more of that fun club enjoyment. It feels gets,
1: that way for sure. Definitely. hundred percent. Awesome. Um, let's talk about some of the products you make. So I know you first started making some pipes and some flight controllers and, and gyros and things. And then, uh, you kind of moved into the UAV and you made your, um, the 3D quads and stuff like that. Right. Um, and now you're, it looks like you're, you're having a UAV stuff. So kind of curious, uh, about all that stuff that you create. You know, how do you even come up with this stuff just as an, a necessity or?
4: Well, um, a lot. A lot of the hobby side of things I was doing, we did we did the governors and the blades and the helicopters mm-hmm. and the, just everything we might need for the all the op you know performances we were doing at the time the competitions. Uh, I, I to a large degree kind of lost interest in a lot of that the hobby side of things because I kind of had developed as far as I was going to develop. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really it wasn't really a challenge to me anymore. Honestly, it was it was just kind of. Do I just keep doing the same thing I'm doing or do I go another direction? And the, 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 the commercial uh, drone side of things actually seemed quite interesting to me because it was at the time, especially it was before a lot of the Amazon hype about drones. Uh, and it was like, OK, where is this industry going to go? And, and I, I just found all the development of the products quite interesting. The only problem I had is I didn't really know. You would go around and ask people, OK, what do you need the drone to do? You know, OK, you need a drone, but what do you want it to do? And other than take pictures, nobody had any real ideas. Uh, and so I moved more into the side of figuring out what to do with the drones. How do you? Co- what do you do? What kind of data do you collect? How do you collect it? What kind of payloads do you need to carry? That kind of stuff. So mm. I honestly moved more in developing my own platforms for my own data collection processes. So mm. a lot of the stuff we built are really for our own operations and own use. Uh, we. Just started building some larger aircraft, the Anzen and the Sakura. It was just stuff we're actually starting to sell more into the commercial UAV markets. Uh, the issue with something like the Anzen is it's big enough; most countries it's not legal to use it. Uh, there's only very specific places and markets and clients that can actually use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's I, I would call I would say all that's still a developing industry. It's not right right impediments to make it really. Uh, a, a full market yet unless you're just talking military or just talking some very specific markets mm-hmm.
0: the uh the Anzin that you mentioned is that what the what what the is, is the use for that is that like a payload delivery system or inspection
4: what it was originally designed for that i worked with several people in europe on that one what it was originally designed for was we we started operating or started working on it about six, seven years ago. That was back when there were a lot of people coming from Africa into Europe, basically trying to escape across the, the, the water. We're getting, you know, lost in the ocean. They were trying to find ways to find them, search and rescue type things. And mm-hmm. so the kind of specced out to fit that role, to be lit, taken off from a ship, flying over, you know, heavy seas, like that, trying to find people and save them and give them a life raft, or at least t- show people where they are. So it was designed to be, used on coastal regions heavy winds that kind of stuff uh and so we basically just said okay what's the basic design we know is going to work anywhere in chinook i mean that's <laughs> mm, right how <laughs> Chinook's it's going to work so uh we just designed it around some platform we knew was just flat out going to work uh now since then there's been a lot of things about like ship to shore delivery like coastline to oil rig kind of stuff there's been a lot of delivery type situations where this actually might fit that well, even though we didn't really design it for that. It, it fits those kind of environments too. So, um, there's a lot of places it might be used, but yeah, it was originally designed for search and rescue.
0: Right. And this has a six-hour flight time. Is that what? Am I reading that right?
4: Yeah. If you ha- if if you run the smallest can you know small regular like uh, RGB type camera video camera on it and then fill it full of fuel, you get about six hours of flight time out of it.
0: Wow. wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah,
4: most most people are going to probably a little more two three hours with it and carry more payload, you know, because you can carry maybe a hundred pounds with it. It carry less fuel,
5: right? Uh,
4: but it it's a bunch of different uses. The issues, is, like I said, you got to find places you are allowed to fly something of this size, and and it's usually more for government entities or commercial uh, or. Um, Like uh, co-ops and other things around the U.S. where you can fly things like this, where it's a commercial or governmental-type situation. right. As opposed to private industry has more of a problem flying this kind of aircraft just because of the FAA.
1: It's interesting. Uh, It has a a rotary engine in it, huh?
4: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Nice. It's actually designed to use just about anything as far as a power plant. It can be all electric. It could be, be single rotary and electric. It could be dual rotary. It could be all kinds of things. Uh, but the standard platform that we have it designed around is the, the 3W Rotary. Do
0: any of your products that you have on, on your website, uh, have you gone into like search and rescue in the United States any, any, with any of those products? Do any municipalities use those or anything like that?
4: No, the the search and rescue side of things is really where the Anzin was focused. The, okay. other, the other products we use more in a data collection type environment. So you attach LIDAR to it or photogrammetry or whatever it might be. Uh, but the Anzen is the main one we've been focused on the search and rescue. And again, that's that's going to be in the, anywhere in the U.S. that's a problem. But like some coastal things and some in other countries. Right now our main sales have been in other countries for the Anzin.
0: Okay, wow. Unbelievable.
4: But yeah, it was definitely definitely interesting transition going from the hobby side to more the the commercial industrial drone side because it's a lot of it translates, but a lot of it doesn't too.
5: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
4: Largely with the drones, the idea is keep or with with the helicopters, the three D helicopters. It was how far can you push this before it explodes, and then it really only has to make it the weekend, maybe.
5: Yeah. <laughs> right. The
4: Whereas the drone is the complete opposite is you don't really push the envelope on the performance. You want it to last a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. You don't really want it to ever crash. And, you know, so it's a very different specs, You, you, you know, similar, similar background knowledge to build it, but yeah, your performance you're going for is very different.
2: Yeah. It's very interesting. And, and the fact that you've got some more traditional single rotor helicopter type stuff as well, where it seems like most everything's went to multi rotors I know you've got multi rotors as well and like the collective yeah. pitch multi-rotor, which is kind of the best of both worlds in my opinion, but it's really neat you got some of that stuff going on.
4: Yeah, well, the, the you get the efficiency when you go to the, the mm-hmm. single rotor over the multi-rotors. The advantage of the multi rotor is simplicity. I mean, right. The right. Is just trivial and it just works. Uh, but when you're trying to get flight time or higher payloads mm-hmm. or you know, or certainly if you're gonna go to gas. To try to get longer flight times, you just you have an efficiency over right.
2: Both. Yeah, I would think a lot of applications going to a, a combustion engine of some sort gives you, you know, such a longer flight time than carrying thirty pounds of batteries or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And someday that may change, but as yeah, of today, right. As of today, that's still you. You still can't beat it. No, um, of course. I mean, and honestly, for me, the one part I didn't talk about is one thing I like about the what we're doing with drones now is. It's a totally different in the sense that on the hobby side of things is entirely the pilot flying everything, at least certainly Mm -hmm. a lot of when I was coming up, because a lot of it was before the flight control stuff. Whereas all the drones that we're flying now, I do very little, Mm -hmm. (laughs) almost entirely setting up the aircraft, getting it to fly itself, getting it to perform Mm -hmm. on windy conditions or something else. And so it's a lot of prep time and tuning time, but then you just kind of let it go and, you know observe after what's occurred and then go back tune things again and let it do it itself
2: yeah right
4: that's a very different uh perspective than it was when it was a hobby when it was all about largely about performing you know getting myself tuned better where I perform right but now it's more about it.
1: interesting yeah, uh do cool yeah. Th- yeah it was awesome uh do you still fly 3d helis at all like do you ever pick one up and say hey you know
4: <laughs> no not at all <laughs> not at all no not I do it at all it, it was one of those that I, I did it for you know from about 87 till i stopped really doing it about 2013 i think was the last time i really ever flew anything 3d at all mm-hmm. uh, uh, so what 26 years or something uh uh i loved it loved every bit of it loved all events i went to everybody was great Had a wonderful time but when i was done i was done <laughs> it was just like okay i'm done next yeah uh and and yeah, the the I, the people and the events I do kind of miss because it, it was fun. Everybody was great. I mean, it was just a great people. Every every place you went, everybody was just nice. So that mm-hmm. that kind of miss. Uh, the flying side of it, I really don't miss because I, I I enjoy the challenge of what I do now. Right. Uh, it's a very different thing, but it's it's real challenging, so I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, the events are still exactly the same as you described. Like it's community atmosphere, get back together with the guys that you haven't seen in a while. It's yeah. It's really great.
4: Yeah, that was that was the best part of the events. That was was just it was just overall a good group. You know, you mm-hmm. you count on the people when you met them is just they're always going to be nice. They're going to be in a good mood. They're going to be, you know, we're all just here to have fun. You know,
0: I think you'd be amazed if you went to an event today just to see yeah. the the level of the pilot skill in everybody. Now it's just everybody seems to be amazing pilots.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, I can I believe it. I mean, the, the, the equipment, even around the time I was leaving, the equipment was just so much better uh, that, that it enabled, because once you're able to fly and push it and the aircraft doesn't blow up, you can keep pushing and practicing beyond what you could have done before. And so I can see that accelerating in people's capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can believe they're, they're just nuts at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah. have, have you seen any videos online of people like nowadays and, and what they do? And curious what you think about that.
4: Uh, I mean, I've seen a little bit. I, I, I've not really followed it, honestly. So yeah, it'd be seeing an event would probably be pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, like I said, unfortunately, my, my interest hasn't really stayed in following what they're doing. So I haven't, mm-hmm. I think I saw a video of a while back, but that was, uh, that was probably two years ago or three years ago. Something like that. Some event he was at.
2: The only kind of downside to that is now we don't have anything to blame our failures on. You know, we can't <laughs> say yeah. Equipment ground out, or the heli exploded. It was just
5: <laughs> complete lack it's of talent. Pilot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> now with like, uh, you know, you you said that you had stopped flying, uh, you know, three D in like twenty thirteen. Have you uh, have you been able to check out any uh, more of like the recent videos of like some of the newer models and like what are your takes on uh, some of the changes that may have happened as far as uh, the models go?
4: Um. I mean, all I've really seen is some of the stuff like at some of the hobby shops, if I'm going there looking at for, for other parts for some of the stuff I'm working on, I might see, you know, a small little drum, little helicopter. Uh, and in a lot of cases, I don't recognize the brand names because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's some another off brand that looks like it's some similar copy of a goblin or something. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's all I've, I've not really followed or kept up with. it. See, so yeah, I'm unfortunately far out of date on a lot of that stuff
3: uh yeah and that was just kind of i, I mean because uh you know like t-rex and like there was a, a few other brands you know that have probably you know gone away and everything so i imagine quite a bit has changed after you know you know nine years of being out so
4: yeah i mean what i what i've seen looks the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> In other words, I I don't see any major technology changes. I'm assuming there's a lot of refinements and just different people making different things. But I haven't, the little I've touched on it, you know, the little I've skimmed on it, I've been like, hey, that looks different. You know, that's not, that's not happened yet. But I may just be missing a whole section. I haven't, (laughs) I'm not not really watching it. Like I said, when I checked out, I checked out. I just sort of haven't been involved at all.
2: Do you, Uh, do you socially um, ever contact any of the, Guys used to fly and hang out with or, or um, speak to anyone or keep in touch well, in any way?
4: Some of the guys in Austin will contact me sometimes. Some other guys will contact a little bit. But unfortunately, I mean, one of the cool things was you travel anywhere in the world, you knew all these people. The mm-hmm. problem with none of those people are where I live.
5: Right. <laughs> right.
4: They're all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... You know, when you were there, you had a, a reason to hang out and talk and do stuff. But now you're apart. It's like, uh, you know, there's not a right, right. Not a real uh, contact reason, especially like I said, when I sort of checked out of 3D, and there's not even a whole lot to talk about anymore. It's like, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm working on this program with the flight control, and then they're like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, right. Interests
2: have kind of diverged, I guess. Yeah,
4: diverged a bit, and yeah, yeah nobody. Of course, most of people find exceedingly boring, so they don't want. They don't, uh, whereas before it was, oh wow, he may explode. Let's go watch see what happens. You right, know, right, right. Back then, so we
2: we still don't want to miss a crash. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> right. It's
4: well, there's there's all sides to the crash. There's the excitement occurring to it, and then there's you know empathizing with the fact that what just happened and all the work you got to do to fix it, and there, there's there's feelings that wrapped around the whole crash and all of it. So I can fully appreciate that. My my favorite ones were. Night flying off of a side of a hill and someone crashes down the side of the hill and you see the lights going down the hill. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) All you know, all the you gotta get the aircraft. You just destroyed the same thing. How are you gonna get to it? Everybody's gonna make fun of you while you're doing it. I mean there's this whole series of stuff that's involved in that. And that occurred on multiple occasions, so yeah. Nice. Yeah, I take the walk of shame
3: shame as a yeah, I take that as a badge of honor. (laughs) I mean I mean, it, it's something if it's like a dumb crash, like where your battery comes disconnected or whatever, but if, if you make it spectacular, people will remember your name.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely had plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> I was I think, generally more known for my crashes than I was for much else with all the different ways I would crash.
3: Yeah, I was, I was actually telling the guys, uh, I want to say sometime last year, I actually ran across a... Uh, A video of an event i can't remember where it was at but it was like in 94 and it was just kind of giving a recap of the event and uh, i was kind of really blown away how much uh you know technology and everything was you know so different back then even as far as competitions like i mean you're talking like scale fuselages they were doing competitions with and you were like one of the you know, you were one of the main guys at the event. You know, taking place, so it was like really cool to kind of see something like that. You know, versus like event coverage. You know, today. Yeah, uh, it, it was really cool to see.
4: Yeah, it's very different. And I said that's because what was a little funny is my daughters sometimes will say, "Hey, you used to do some helicopter stuff, didn't you?" It's like, "Well, yeah, I did." <laughs> well, some people knew you did some of. It. Yeah, they've, they've seen some of that stuff, but. Not almost none of what we did, or very little of what we did, was really videoed. I mean, it was pre. All all right. the There's some in the very later stages of of my career and some of the other careers around that time. So you get a few videos, but the, most of the years of us doing a lot of development just aren't there. You, you can't really go back and see them. uh And so it's it's just it, it's it's very different than today. And in, in those sense, as far as just being able to look at how things have changed, I've got some old videos, like old film of some of the stuff so I've gone back and looked at it over the years um but yeah you can't find any of it online I think when I looked up some of my stuff a while back because my my daughter had mentioned she found one of my videos I think mean, from uh Mount Pleasant or something I went and looked it up there's like two or three videos from main events and I was like near the end of my career uh and I said yeah that's a whole lot before that but
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> none, none of that's recorded huh? good or bad but it is what it is
0: it's got to be amazing. They've started out with barely any gyros and now to be in a full like flight controller. That's got to been a, an amazing like progression
5: to go yeah, through that.
4: it was very different. I mean, the early days, certainly of a lot of the 3D stuff, I mean, I was thinking about that uh, when we talked about doing this this interview. It was like, okay, what were we doing at the beginning of 3D? I mean, at the beginning of 3D, we were. it was literally like the old GMP Flybarred helicopters. The gyros were old mechanical uh-huh. gyros. And the way you made them work better is you would pack certain kinds of grease in the bearings, which would change the oscillation rate of the gyros mm-hmm. so that they would hold better when you would stop. I mean, there, okay. was, there was all the mechanical foam you would add to them internally to get them to stop correctly. So there was all this physical stuff you were doing to the one gyro you had in an attempt to get it to somewhat hold the tail runner. Um, and a lot of the, like doing backwards loops, we'd go, I'd go full lock to lock on the rudder just in an attempt to keep it straight as it's going through a loop or a roll or backwards roll or anything. It was always just full controls. Wow. You said to slap wow. the roller and attempt to stop it. Right. Uh, and of course, everything else was just fly bars. So you were always leading mm-hmm. all the holes. There's no, you know, that tracking in a line wasn't the thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Just whereas not, now, wow. uh, it basically, once you're tuned correctly, it won't do anything that, you don't command it to do it let's go straight or whatever orientation backwards or anything they pretty much will just keep going till you tell it to do something else so i mean it's it's way easier now i imagine
4: yeah that definitely wasn't a thing no. right right <laughs> you, what you did is you learned how to balance loads mm-hmm. like the way you to hold is you would you would you would load it Going fast backwards to the side, just the right amount that it's almost about to stall the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get it to hold going backwards, and if you gave a little bit of elevator, you could actually get the yaw to turn. So you would actually use elevator to control your yaw in some situations. Uh, so wow. the, the loading and unloading of the yaw with elevator would allow you to do the rolls and some even some parts of the loop based on how you how and when you fed in the loop in the pits. That would affect your yaw. Right. Right actually use the other controls to interact with each other to control it because you didn't have enough of the other, you didn't have enough of y'all to fly it with just y'all.
5: Yeah,
0: right. Wow. I couldn't even comprehend how you would figure yeah. that out. You can't <laughs> even,
2: <laughs> you can't even understand what he's saying, can
3: you? <laughs> no. I can't <laughs> what understand what I we do to, nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> all,
4: all I have to say, we have it easy. You'd, you'd, learn, you'd learn how to get it loaded, and then it was feel on how much you could mm-hmm. load past that. And then you eventually started to learn actually when you get past the stall is when you could actually do a maneuver. So you sometimes the rudder maneuvers, you weren't giving a rudder input. You were simply stalling the rudder. Oh and wow. So stall out the tail and that'd be part of the maneuver. And you'd go right into the next part once the tail, un, you know, came out of stall. That's so, mm-hmm. so oh, it, man, it playing with the loss of control basically. Right. Have any other wow. options? Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So yeah, it was it was very different. It was it was it was much more. And then on the top of that, you're trying not to blow the machine up. So it was it was a it, it was very fun trying to do all of dance. that, while not exploding the aircraft and mm-hmm. pushing the machine really beyond what it's capable, of, but still get a maneuver out of it.
0: Wow, that's cool. I thought flyboard helis were difficult.
4: Right. <laughs> 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 oh, wow, that's the one thing like the the. I think when we, when they started doing like, I don't know if they even talk about it anymore, but there was a big deal when they went from rate gyros to heading hold gyros, mm-hmm. and, you know, now it's all, everything's holding everything. But, uh, and at the time there was a big talk. Oh, well, Curtis obviously has been flying heading hold gyros all this time. That's how they can fly fast backwards so well. Cause it was heading hold gyros. It's like, well, no, actually I've always, I've flown, I much preferred rate gyros. In like I was flying longer than most people were once heading out, whole came out because, some maneuvers you couldn't do heading hold. Uh like we used to do uh before heading hold came out, we used to do backwards rolling autos, backwards rolling circle autos. So you get up really high, kill the engine, and then do rolling circles backwards on the way down. Wow. With a rate gyro. The problem is once you went to heading gyros, as soon as you got slightly off on the yaw, the heading gyro would go to control and kill your head speed. Right. So uh. 20- once you got into a heading hold situation you couldn't do that anymore because the controls would be taken from you and kill all your head speed mm-hmm. so there were actually several maneuvers that heading hold systems killed you really couldn't do them anymore uh, and and, and the, the the backward rolling circle autos was the ones I remember the most those just kind of went away once you went to heading hold because you just you just couldn't you couldn't override the gyro to go fly those
2: yeah Wow. You don't. I don't. You don't see a whole lot of backwards autos of any form. I mean, a few, but not. not a lot, really.
4: Yeah, that that seemed to be something that kind of went away. Mm -hmm. That's something that was actually my. I loved autos. I mean, that was my. That was my big thing. I got into, you know, diving autos, rolling autos, blade stop autos, all all the rolling and flipping and all the aerobatic stuff during auto. So we'd always do the spec outs, go as high as you possibly can, Mm -hmm. and then do aerobatics on the way down. That was my favorite thing. I'd do that all day long.
2: Yeah, I like all those. Wow. That's because that's one of the only things I can do decently. <laughs> <laughs> Not great with the aerobatics, but I can, do you know, I'll do some. I'll do inverted and uh, come out like a half pyro flip type thing or, you know, rolls, flips and stuff. But I do like to go way up where nobody can see it because that's always seems to get people happy. Blades stop every now and then, but
4: yeah I, get the, yeah, I get the impression probably their blades are pretty light nowadays. They
2: make yeah. Light. yeah, yeah, they're pretty light.
4: Doesn't help the autos as much because we used to run pretty heavy blades, like 195 mm-hmm. gram. I'm not sure what they are now, but
2: yeah. Uh, Do you know, Steve, you waiting blades lately? I don't think uh, 160, 170, 80, maybe they're light. Well, they don't, they won't thanks. stay s- spooled up as quick, but. You can build the head speed back quicker, easier. You know, if you if you do screw it up. So. Yeah,
4: that's, that's well. That's my impression of a style of flying that's popular. Is you probably want pretty light blades. Mm-hmm. Mine was a very different style, and I liked heavy blades. Right. That lets you, that lets you do the autos. You can get away with a lot. Right. Uh, right. Lost head speed, you were screwed. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. You, it's harder to get it back, wasn't it?
4: Can't really get it back. It's, it's really hard. You've got a, quite a bit of altitude to get it back, but yeah. But it lets you more in the aerobatics. It lets you do more with the tail, you know, that kind of stuff. That, that's a difference in the styles now, I guess. Yeah,
2: right.
1: Awesome. So, with with all your UAV stuff and and building all these new uh, platforms, um, do you do all the engineering and research development, like, on, on the, you know, mechanical side and also the engine and the hybrid motors setting, all that stuff, and then, obviously, you're going to have a flight controller that's controlling everything. Like, do you do all of this or... You know, do you outsource some stuff? Like, how does how does that kind of work?
4: I'm involved in all of it. Of course, work with me, like Brian Butler, who's been with me for years. Uh, there's and then usually like the engine in the in the and that's that's in cooperation with 3W. Uh, so I, I I'm working with people, but I'm always involved in all of it. That's why that's why I enjoy it. It's it's, it's the aircraft, it's the blades, it's the flight control, mm-hmm. it's the engine, it's the muffler system, it's it's everything oh, related. Any sort of a sensor integration, all that kind of stuff. And so th- th- there's just there's so many levels of knowledge and technology you have to get into to get this to operate. That's that's what I find fascinating, because that's sort of around the end of my career with 3D and, and FAI and everything. I was I could tell I was getting burned out on what I was doing. I just didn't have the and what I realized was what I always enjoyed so much about both FAI and 3D was the development side of it. I mm-hmm. enjoyed figuring out. Mm-hmm how to make this stuff actually do this stuff. Once I knew how to do it, I kind of got bored with it pretty fast. In other words, that wasn't the exciting part for me. Now I liked it when crowds cheered when I would do stuff. But, well, you know, that's fun. And you get to get reason to hang out with everybody and have fun. Mm-hmm. But at some point your drive to work so hard to get really, really good at it. You know, that, that isn't enough of a reason it's, it's the the development of the technical side that I really enjoyed. And that's, that's the part that's continued. So that's, that, that's why i still really enjoy it that's nice yeah, yeah just, just now there's no crowds around looking at me doing it
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: by myself in the field just doing it that's fine that's fine
1: nice um do you have any new projects you're working on that that you can kind of sneak us in on or?
4: uh i mean a lot of the stuff i'm doing is all related to the uav stuff we've already talked about in other words the the there's different platforms so much of that we're working on but it's all no, there's nothing exciting or nothing you know uh everybody's oh wow you know some new amazing thing a lot a lot of what we do is come come to a client a client comes to us they have a problem we try to solve that problem and mm-hmm. uh, relate to how the uav stuff's done and usually a lot of these solutions aren't that exciting uh mm-hmm. but challenge to figure them out uh, uh and so you know, that's why most of what I do is not really public because it's not particularly exciting for the public, but it's fun for me.
2: Yeah, I can get I can get that. I'm I'm somewhat the same way. The the when I got into RC stuff in general, the there was such a just an overwhelming amount of stuff to learn. You know, and and then going from planes into helis, you know, all the stuff to learn and get better at flying i always say you're 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 flying really skyrockets at the beginning but then i've kind of plateaued out and it, it takes a lot more work to get a little bit better and yeah. I, I, I have found here last year or so that my interest has kind of waned a little bit um it's almost more now a social thing like i really like going to events and hanging out with the guys and everything more so than just the flying not that i've I've mastered flight at all. It's just the the mechanical setup and the, the building and all that, you know, has kind of become less interesting because there's less to learn. Yeah. So I get what you're saying
4: 100%. Yeah. And like a lot of stuff I'm doing now, again, nothing exciting to, to announce or talk about, but yeah. there's usually a project on the Anson or something else you're working on. We have to make it do this or that. Well, there's no real way to make it do this or that, but it has to. Like okay, so you got
2: to figure that out. It's a challenge. Right. Yeah, yeah. Challenge. yeah. I love that type of stuff. That I'm really into and
4: that. Have, that's a challenge, and that, mm-hmm. that's fun. That's mm-hmm. each day. There's some new. uh Oh, that's really not possible. How do we do that? Well, it's got to be possible. So let's figure it out. Yeah, you know, and that, that's fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I wish he would work on flying cars for us all.
2: <laughs> yeah, weren't we supposed to have those by now? Yeah,
1: well, where's my hoverboard? Okay. <laughs> Like a real hoverboard, not that <laughs> little two-wheel electric thing.
0: Maybe on the weekends, time travel. You can work on that. Yeah. <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd in.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Have you been approached by the film industry at all for some of your platforms, or do they have like more common off-the-shelf type things that they use?
4: Uh, in the past, I was. Uh, I think now the the overall drone industry has matured enough that people there's enough people that – understand what needs to be used for what. In, I mean, in a lot of film situations, a, a basic drone can do most of what they need to do. You know, mm-hmm. Basic multirotor, I uh, mean. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to get real complex with the aircraft now. Uh, early on, there's there's some situations where I could see some of the stuff that I do might be about, uh, applicable in those situations, but most of the stuff can be done with multirotors pretty well now. Uh, there, there's, we I tend to get approached, I get approached a lot with people who have Especially things related to the Stingray, when we did the, the variable pitch multirotor, right. there's been a lot of projects I've been approached on that. Uh, every single, almost every single one of them, I've talked them out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mainly because there's there's it's it's always a matter of getting down to what are you really trying to do, and usually what they're really trying to do, and then the excitement of trying to do it with the Stingray type design aren't that related. It's just mm-hmm. you know that was a solution they saw it a little cool so they want to go for that but very seldom is that actually a solution that's the right solution uh, and so we we usually would talk I mean so far we've always talked them into a different type of solution for whatever the particular task is um, and that because I like stinger I enjoy doing but there's very few practical applications for that kind of design uh, now several things I learned from doing that design I am using and other things I'm doing uh, but but that particular design. We haven't really found
2: a real use for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw you, you're making a like, like a bigger one that you can run with uh, or that or, or a bigger collective pitch, I guess quadcopter. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Um. Yep. But I like. Yeah, the fact that you can run that on a like a gasoline engine or or nitro or whatever, and probably get much longer flight time, and I would assume it can handle higher winds and stuff as well. You have more control authority than just speeding and slowing the rotor. Is that how it works?
4: Comparison comparison, multi-rotor. Yes. Mm -hmm. The issue you run into, uh, is it, it, the places where it basically gets beat out by a multi-rotor where a multi-rotor is good. It gets beat out by a helicopter where a helicopter is good. (laughs) And and it have its own niche where it's the best option. Yeah. Uh, so as you move in, as the main, the main place the, something like a stingray design starts to work is as you scale it. As you go larger, it starts to work. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you start to get into structural issues in comparison to helicopter. Uh, you simply have to make the structure so big to support the, the variable pitch multi-rotor and, and all things involved in it. Yeah. You, you're like, well, why not just go to helicopter? That's, yeah. That's a
2: yeah. It makes sense. To- just go to a bigger single rotor helicopter. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: There's some very niche situations where you where you may need high controllability, a certain size and uh, uh, um, low noise, those kind of things where there's a very and that's the whole air taxi flying car thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You might get more into that kind of situation, but there's all kinds of, in my opinion, other problems with that that whole thing. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that that one I really enjoyed, even though it to a large degree was a dead end on on development. I, it was very, very fun to develop that because that was another one that they were like, well, you they, they can't fly inverted and they can't do flips. They can't. You know, that's impossible, because even when we were doing it with a stingray, we had a lot of really smart people saying it wasn't possible while we were doing it in front of them. And they were trying to figure out how. Really? We were, uh, yeah, yeah. We literally had professors there at even at Urchard coming up saying. This isn't possible. You can't be doing that. You know, we're sitting doing flips with the stingray. Yeah,
2: well, I wonder why. I mean, it's kind of obvious how it works. You got positive, negative pitch. You flip it well, upside it, down. It works the other way.
4: Well, no, it's there's a reversing of yaw. In other words, once you go oh, up,
2: doing the yaw stuff. Yeah, yeah, yaw okay. was a yeah. Big that is route. complicated. I don't understand how that works.
4: <laughs> and it's the this way or this way is easy, but it's in between. Yeah, when you're doing
5: yeah.
4: How do yeah. you got get? You. Uh, and, and in the end, it actually wasn't that complex, but, but you have to think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, that, that, that was fun, but it, what does it come to, like I said, some of those things we actually do apply on other things. Like some of that does come up with the Chinook design because the Chinook has a similar problem. It's right. well, got it's got the same kind of problem. Uh, so we can use those, some of what we learned from that in other aircraft.
2: Nice. Wow. All that stuff just keeps leading you further down the road. You know, all the different things you learn back with the stingrays applies to stuff you're doing now. And that's pretty cool.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the big big one is like rotor blades. That's the the big area that uh, rotor blades and control systems and how to make those stable and reducing loads on servos and those kind of things, which we learned a lot through both FAI and 3D. Mm -hmm. Really heavily into the, the commercial drone side of things because how do you how do you get those to fly stably and really make it easy on a flight control to fly the aircraft really really well in high winds all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that knowledge comes from three D and FAI on how do you make those systems very docile and, and easy mm-hmm. to operate.
2: Wow. Yeah it makes sense. I hadn't really thought about yeah. it but blade development would be a big part of making everything work better.
4: Yeah. One, well, it's, it's been a little it's been a little interesting in the in the, the commercial UAV industry, because when we first started in the commercial UAV industry five or six years ago, there was a little bit of the attitude of those silly little hobby guys, mm-hmm. you know, little toys, you know, they really shouldn't be in the UAV industry. They don't know what's talking about. And let us, you know, full size aircraft guys take care of this and all the guys in the military take care of this because we're the professionals. We know what we're doing. Uh, and you know, fast forward five or six years, most of the people are actually getting aircraft that operate and are actually in the field working—they're all hobbyists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all well, hobbyists.
2: Well, I mean, those things have a lot more in common with a model aircraft than a, a full-scale anything. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah.
4: They really, right. I mean, what what you need the full-size guys for is largely how do you put this into full-scale uh, uh, manufacturing and other things, and yeah. say they can work for you know. Four hundred hours, I have to touch of the thing. That's what you need mm-hmm. their knowledge for. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge that the hobby guys don't have. But
2: right, of simple, course,
4: that feel of how do you make this thing fly? Make could actually
2: fly and work.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a hobby knowledge. There's just so much more those guys learned over the years than the full scale guys just don't have. Didn't have that experience. Yeah.
0: Wow, opened up a whole new avenue of thought, yeah. hobby related. Now <laughs> that's amazing i don't know if anybody's got any more questions yeah uh, i'm
4: trying
1: to think uh, you, <laughs> any other questions yeah <laughs> that's
4: fine i'm good as i said i that the, the, once once i did the hobby stuff i'm i'm on the full scale stuff now and there's not as much to talk about on that stuff it's there's a lot there but mm-hmm. I don't see any of it so you, there's no questions to ask really
0: yeah you should go check out a local event maybe near you one one of these days if you have the time probably be uh Probably be hounded for autographs or uh, amazed. <laughs> yeah, you'd just be annoyed to death. Everybody, Nobody yeah. would leave you alone. <laughs>
4: right. No, I, I think I'd be fine because most people don't have any clue who I am. There's a few people that would know who I am still.
2: Yeah, uh, but-, but word would get out and then there would mm-hmm. be. <laughs> Where, you, you mentioned your your father uses uh, drones and stuff to check cattle. Yeah. He, he farm or – I don't even know what part of the country you're in. Are you – we're in Texas. Texas, okay.
4: Well, he's, uh, by profession, he's a nuclear physicist. So mm-hmm. he's like really smart guy, a like lot smarter than me kind of thing. But he, he retired, what was it? And, and I said his age wrong. He's not 86, he's 83, but sorry. Uh, <laughs> I realized I said his age wrong. Uh, he, he retired, uh, I think, two years ago, three years ago from physics. Mm-hmm. And so now he's full time ranching at his property here.
2: Okay, cool. Um,
4: but yeah, he's, he, he, I don't think he, he doesn't fly helicopters anymore at all. Uh, he's now all just multi rotor FPV stuff. FPV, and yeah. Got, got friends that come out all the time and they fly FPV all over the place. And But he, his big thing is not really just the flying of the FPV. He still builds his own flight controls and develops his own software and works on all the return to home and mission oh, nice. blind on wow. the software level, basically, is what he really it's enjoys.
2: Still into it, still digs. like, That's amazing. That's that so stuff, awesome. Though. Yeah, that's EV3 cool.
4: He's still doing that. Oh. He, was, he was telling me i think it was yesterday there's some reason his aircraft thought it was in tunisia i don't know why but <laughs> oh, okay. like, fine and it thought it was in tunisia so it, it isn't quite like that yeah. uh, it's like does any of your stuff tell you that yesterday like no mine were all fine where they <laughs> were supposed to be
2: He might <laughs> still have a bug to work out of there yeah <laughs> that's cool i'm just curious because i'm a farmer i grew up in the dairy business and and row crop now corn soybeans so.
4: yeah okay yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's always done it as a hobby, just ranching mm-hmm. with cattle. Nice. Now he's still just a hobby. He doesn't, I mean. Yeah, sure, he sure, likes, sure. Likes to lose a little bit of money at so he can write it off, but. Right.
2: <laughs> well, it's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah.
4: He did <doesn't> last <laughs> point. Not a lot. He wants to lose a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my thing, my story right now. So there's.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming on the that's show and ahead. talking to us. Uh, I know. A lot of other podcasts are gonna be uh looking at us as uh yeah, how nice. did we how did we actually get you to, to come on the show? But um
4: How'd you find the old guy?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's great to talk to you and uh, man, just talking to your whole family would be amazing, like your your dad's story wow, and, and yeah. your story. Um, unbelievable.
4: Yeah, my dad's story is going back, yeah, since the fifties. So he's he and he's much better at telling the stories than I am, so uh, all, all the early hobby stuff. He's very good at that.
1: Nice, nice. I appreciate the time you took. To come on our show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. thank
2: you so much, Curtis. We really dude. appreciate it.
3: Sure, thank you. And thank, thank you for paving the way for the hobby, dude. I mean, yes. I, I
4: certainly enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for that. I mean, I don't think the hobby would be what what it is today if you weren't around to do it back then. So.
4: No. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no,
2: I think you had a lot more to do with just pushing the hobby than maybe you even realize as far as like you you talked about blades yeah. a little bit, but flight controllers especially yeah. and everything. I, I think it really, really
1: helped push us forward. I think not only that, I mean, you know, when you see someone do something that you didn't think was possible with the helicopter or a new maneuver, or something like that inspires other people to push yeah, harder and, it, yeah, and get better. Right, too.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah there was a lot from from about eighty eighty eight 88 till the mid to late 90s that's we were doing that constantly that was that was just what was
1: feeding happening. off of each other right
4: and what's somebody doing okay oh crap that's fun let me go do that you know yeah. it was just constant every event was just what's the new thing and that mm-hmm. that was that was appall. Yeah.
1: awesome all right well thank you um and i guess uh yeah if you have anything just you know come reach out to us uh Love to get you back on the show even though our show's ending, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we know people. We know people. Um, And I do want to give a huge shout for uh, Kevin, Kevin Kite, yep. for setting this all up and getting in touch with you and getting this going yep. for us. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're friends Thanks. with Kevin and also Ed Johnson, too, you know, probably recognize. So. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank, Thank you very much,
3: Curtis. Thanks for coming on.
1: All right. All right. Take care.
3: Take care. Right. Bye. Damn, that was amazing! Yeah, Holy cool, fuck, man. how are we gonna clean up after that? To, to think about the maneuvers he was
0: talking about and and to be in like, uh, not the heading hold, the uh, rate mode, rate mode. Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember going through that with the make with the gyros that I had back in the day. You know, I had yeah, an right. option whether it was rate or, or heading hold. I didn't know the difference between either one. You should uh, try
2: rate sometime. It's uh, it's uh, weird. Blow your
0: mind. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's incredible. I'm so glad he came on the show, man. Yeah. Thanks again to Kevin Kines for setting this up and, and, uh, you know, I, I he just got a hold of me one day and was like, Hey, would you like to talk to Curtis at, at some point?
5: <laughs> and we were, yes. We were
0: <laughs> jumped at the chance to do that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. It's it. And dude, we could do a whole show talking to his dad. I'm sure. Oh, too, you know, yeah. like I would love to talk to him about everything, the hobby, his his profession just would be amazing to talk to him. Awesome, Indeed.
1: okay. Let's uh let's move it on. Do we have a tech tip?
3: Yes, we do. All right, this better nice. be Curtis Youngblood worthy. Yeah, is it Curtis worthy? Dude, I already said it in the beginning. I'm not worthy.
0: Maybe that's true. You mm-hmm. did. Yeah, you did. Um, but we already no, knew I, that.
3: I figured I'd do a small little tech t- uh, te- topic on pitch links and um, definitely wanted you guys to chime in. This was kind of a last minute put together for me. I with how crazy busy I've been lately, it's hard to think of this shit. But um, as far as pitch links, do you guys uh, put them together dry or with lube? Um, I know I typically put them together dry. Uh, The only tools I really use for that other than like, you know, calipers for, you know, getting them in the ballpark as far as what the manual specifies, you know, just to kind of get started before setting tracking or anything. Um, I'll I'll use calipers, uh, my bowling pliers and, uh, my SAB link tool to get them started. But I put them together dry. And then I did hear from, uh, a, uh, fellow podcaster that he uses chapstick, uh, for turnbuckles and pitch links. Hmm. um, he says that uh, you know it, it makes adjusting a lot smoother, uh, especially when it's on the heli. Uh, obviously, some of the, some of the pitch links that some models have, you can adjust it with a wrench, or you can just stick an Allen through a hole and then adjust it like your T-Rexes. Um, I was going to try that today, but I never got the chance to. So I kind of wanted to get your guys' takes on what you guys do.
0: Well, I know in the Oxy-3, I've stuck uh, th- them together and used like a little screwdriver and I've screwed up the, the ball end of it. Yeah, you can't do uh, that. Yeah. Mm. Why did I've you think def- that I would work? I definitely learned the hard way doing that. What the hell's wrong with you? Because you never know until you try. But I did see... Uh, yeah. We, like, yeah, you do. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's okay. obvious things like I can't jump up. There's the obvious applied. things
2: like if you stick a screwdriver in a ball oh. link, it's gonna fuck it up. I mean, that's pretty damn obvious.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess. Now looking back, it is <laughs> looking back now. <laughs> damn, we talked about Chris <laughs> Barnes. Man, he had a 3D printed uh, thing that he would put over mm-hmm. the edge of the on the end of the uh, the the ball link and use a use a drill. Would mm-hmm. go into a drill. Uh, yep. That's something I think he came up on his own. 3D printed. That yeah. that looks like a pretty cool tool. Yeah, and I've actually
3: heard of that being done as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar to the SAB tool, you know, which is something you can put in a chuck. But I don't use any lube or anything. My thoughts, though, uh, I think they all should have turnbuckles on them, all the 700 sizes,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I think that's a great yeah. idea.
1: All of every yeah. size. Yeah, yeah, I think turnbuckles all the way. Um, I personally use... I don't know what it is. Uh, it's the yellow bottle from SAB. It's uh it's it's transmission grease basically for for an SAB, I think, or it could be one way grease. I don't know. Some type of grease. I get it. Doesn't matter. I don't I don't care what it is. I've used Bodolube, I've used anything. I just basically dip the, the you know the metal part of the the link, and then I start screwing it in. Um, I do this especially on my 700s because I hate popping. Like if you try to turn a link turnbuckles, mm-hmm. you just pop one link off usually. And, you know, for yeah. me, like, thinking that I'm prying these links off like this is damaging. And so, like, that's you know, adding true. adding a little bit of lube, Um, I don't even have to hold the ball in. I can just kind of, like, koop, koop, put a little screwdriver and turn that little hole. Um, And it seemed to work perfectly. I've never had a link pull out. So I've never no. had that problem. Um, I've had links break in a crash and go missing and stuff like that, obviously. But
4: I've never had oh, anything
1: yeah. in flight happen. So I think it's actually a really good thing to do um is those links especially like I mean depending on the manufacturer uh, a line those links were horrible to put together um you know
3: dude you ain't lying
1: right I mean SAB ones are pretty good they're kind of um tapered on the plastic part so it kind of like feeds it in and then it grabs so it's not like you turn 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 nothing happens you you know you twist the links off and you're like ah so um but yeah the loop helps a lot I think Uh, yeah. Another thing I was going to
0: add in regards to pitch links is I've, I've watched McToon like maiden a shit ton of helicopters over the years. And, you know, he, he gets the blades level with a, you know, with a tool or by eye as close as he can. And then he'll throw it in the air and he's always, he'll, he'll always say just pop a link off, twist it in one direction once or twice, put it back on. You'll know right away if you put it in the air again and your tracking's off. You know, you're going to try and get your tracking perfect. And um, just go bring it back down and go the opposite way. You know, you'll figure it out pretty quick.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you need
2: so, to mark um, it, though, so you're adjusting the same one every time. We'll put a little Sharpie, sharpie dot.
0: True, sh-
5: yeah. Sh-
2: fuck, I can't talk. Sharpie dot mm-hmm. on the arm. Right. arm or something. So, I use lube... I used a little bit of silicone grease, much like that transmission grease. Maybe it might have been a little bit thicker on the Puma. I think it made them worse. They're really tight, tighter than Ooh. normal. Oh wow! So the, really? Yeah. Which it, it could be the grease. I don't know. So the way um, I normally do yeah. them is I chuck the metal part of the link in a drill. Now don't don't crank it down tight enough that you damage the thread a lot of times depending on the type of link and the way it's made you can usually chuck on a part that doesn't have thread
1: the flat part yeah yeah
2: and then um and if it's as a turnbuckle you got to do three and then flip it around do the other three make sure you keep them separate which one's regular threaded and then reverse threaded And then you can put the link in a tool or like the SAB tool or holding a pair of ball link pliers or something. And then I will use the drill to slowly thread that up in there and then back it out and thread it back and out two or three times. And that seems to really help. Now, you got to be careful with this. If you go too fast, like Mm -hmm. run it up in there too too far. oh will crack right through too far is a really bad problem. Even going too fast, it will build up enough heat to damage your plastic and weaken it and it might look and feel fine but then it it could pull out so you just want it to really go slow but like put your drill down at low speed and just really go slow and feed it up in there and mark how deep it is like you can take a toothpick stick it in the link then put a sharpie mark on your metal part and make sure you don't go in too far or else it'll split it open it up that's how i build mine with the with the drill interesting i like the, the tip with the tooth, toothpick that's a great idea yeah, or a small driver just anything but stick it in there put your fingernail on it and then hold it up against the threaded part and put a mark at the end of your toothpick or driver and that's how you can know how deep to go i wasn't paying attention when i built the puma and went too far and broke one e. and then i as soon as that happened i said i'm an idiot and then I had, to, I had to get one out of the spare back to finish my build. So don't be time, don't be like me and do a uh, break your link. The only
0: time going too deep is a problem.
5: <laughs> <Up there>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. uh,
3: now after crashes, um, typically when I break a link, uh, I measure like the the one that isn't damaged and that's when I just, dis you know, take the, the broken link off and just replace it. But I still take the initiative to, you know, go ahead and redo my tracking and make sure everything's all good and make sure there's no other components bent. But when I'm, you know, assembling and disassembling links, uh, on most of your, uh, balling pliers, there's a nice little groove going in between, um, the center part of uh, of your of your ball link uh, pliers. That's typically what I grab a hold of, like uh, the non threaded spot, and then I use the SAB tool and just you know remove and replace. Uh, that's how I've always done it, even like when I first started in the hobby. And so far, that's that's gotten me by. I mean, I I never heard of the lube using the lube for the actual links until maybe about a year ago, but even then I was kind of worried about it. It's like, you know, what if vibrations, you know, throws off my tracking and all that stuff. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Now I know. So I got a thing of chapstick sitting on my desk and a, uh, Drake that I'm about ready to disassemble and get some mortars done. Cool. Yeah. So, Hey, definitely. Thank you guys uh, for chiming in on that one. You know, it was kind of a last minute idea and Yeah. Um, let us know what you guys, uh, think in the comments, uh, you know, on Facebook, um, you know, what, what do you guys do differently? So, uh, we, we'd like to hear it.
1: Cool. All right. Let's move it on to news and announcements.
3: All right. Let's do some news
2: and announcements. Okay. What goodies
1: do we have here? We got
2: a new nitro.
1: Coming <clears throat> out. I guess.
2: Yes. Excel Power, Spectre, V2, Nick Maxwell, Nitro, thingamabobber. Wow. I don't know what what you call it. They're starting to add a lot of names together. Oh, my God. But it's basically a Spectre V2 NME that is uh, converted to Nitro. I mean, or not converted, but it's a factory Nitro kit with the NME rotor head the tail rotor and the servo geometry
6: wow should, should
2: be pretty badass they're they're doing the um uh they're doing the clutch a little bit differently uh, oh, yeah? it's got a, like a tapered shaft it fits on so you don't have to worry about any kind of run out or anything it's uh it's it's pretty neat they got some cool stuff going on
0: was i over guys talk about this at the winter bash where they were saying you know the motor you can get the motor out in like a minute
2: yeah, I think a couple, bolts a couple of guys were saying, I don't remember like, all the of details. That I just remember something about the clutch. Yeah, is on a taper so you don't have run out.
0: Yeah, that looks pretty cool, man. Looks like gas tanks in the right spot right under the Yeah, the nitro like the fuel tank mean. Yeah. The nitro tank, yep. Thank you, Andy. Forever correcting me. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>
2: He's going to punch me next time I see him.
0: No. I love you, dude. But I had a great <laughs> gonna time. At, uh, but I'm going to punch you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, he's going to say, well, actually, <laughs> right in the head.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, it,
2: it looks cool. It's always cool to have a, a another option of a model coming out. Yeah. So it should be a good one. Awesome. Um, if it's just like the V2 with the the same like rotor head, main shaft and all that stuff should be nice and durable, which would be good as well. All right. Um, new color scheme for the raw. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I don't know what they're calling it. Just white and orange, but they got the raw 700, the raw 580 and the raw 420 can all be ordered in this orange and white scheme. And it is very, very, very pretty. Yeah. And, should, and it's very, very visible. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah I'm have to get all of them. It's badass. You're going to have to get all of them,
1: Steve? <laughs> nice. You know, our, you know, everyone knows orange is my color. And... It, well, yep.
2: orange is always... I mean, orange is good, but this orange, I feel like, is more... Almost more of a fluorescent orange than, like, the Kraken orange, you know? I love,
1: no, I love fluorescent orange. Yeah, no, that's what I'm
2: saying. It's it's a brighter orange, if that makes sense. And it's really, really visible.
1: So it's like a bright orange, not like a deep orange. Yes, it's not a deep orange. It's
2: more of a fluorescent orange. Nice. Uh, Like the Drake orange. And the sticker, and then there's a strip around the canopy. Front mm-hmm. where it says raw is orange, but then a lot most of the campy is white. It's White, so it's it kind of offsets it. It's just mm-hmm. it's really, really, really pretty. I know
1: I think
2: I'm gonna have to do it. Yep, um, I might have, have a raw 700,
1: of- raw 580, and a raw 420 for sale. <laughs> get, yeah,
2: yeah, get the whole set. There you go, Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah, if you
1: want. But you want um, they had uh,
2: yeah BK hobbies has them on pre order right now. Um, so they, I think they're coming soon. Very soon. Uh, Soon. Very soon. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, how's it stack up to like the Drake orange?
0: It's
2: better.
3: Is it? it? It's definitely a shade lighter. It's more, it's more visible. It's brighter. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to have to check this out. I'm, I, I, I like it.
0: It's cool. I'm wondering which Steve will have this built first.
3: No, really You've
2: got you to gotta that. question that. They're not uh, even available to buy you yet.
3: And
0: Steve Yuen will have
3: his done. <laughs> Andy, push the button for me. I'm an idiot. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I would, dude, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Why? Because I'm still a human, I'm still a humanitarian.
2: Well, oh, we forgot. Well, I don't know if people know, but Steve Shaw won the Goblin Raw 700 in this scheme the orange and white, the one that they had in the raffle at the winter bash. He also won a set of cyclic servos and he was, went on the webs, BBK hobbies, I think Saturday night and ordered a motor and ESC that I believe Bert brought to him uh, Sunday. So he has everything to build this. And he said it would be
0: built in a week
2: in his possession. No, he told me by the end of December but he conveniently forgot to say which year. So I was betting maybe 2025.
0: Hmm.
2: Could be 2030. I, I don't
0: know. No, I, more than one person, more than myself heard him say it'll be a week. we will build it in a week.
2: He'll, which, he'll build 90% of it in a week. But when will it fly? That's the question.
0: Yeah, I said on Facebook, uh, we'll probably read it later, that we could make a fortune selling this guy shelving you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh we were ribbing him before he he actually won that thing we were saying you know there's kids out there that would love to have the opportunity to fly a kit but no you got to come in He wins them all he wins all the blades the servos the come in take them right out of the kid's mouth
2: Mm mm-hmm Take yeah, food that's what right I, out of their mouth. That's what I told him. I said, I'm going to try to get him banned from all the raffles.
0: Yeah, so if <laughs> you're running oh any God. kind of event <laughs> in the upcoming future, oh, Steve Shaw's officially banned yeah. And yeah. until he builds something. Or we're going to talk to the vendors, and we're going to say, you know, there has to be a clause like the helicopter has to be built within a yeah I'd say
2: 60 days. I mean, give a guy plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or they have to give it back. And or they has have to, to be put back in it. the raffle.
3: <laughs> they need to put a disclosure on the box of every brand saying, this heli has a shelf life. Yeah. No,
2: c- congrats to Steve. I'm glad <laughs> he won it. Oh, screw him.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying that, to be uh, diplomatic.
0: He was happy he won. Oh, of course.
2: Anyway. He's always yeah. happy he wins.
0: He's happy whether he wins or not. It he was is. good to see him at the event. He is. It was.
2: It so was. cool. I don't know why I gave him so much shit.
6: What the hell, uh, Andy?
2: I do. Because <laughs> it's funny? Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. And he, he's a good sport. He is. All right. Uh, Global 3D 2023 dates are June 30th through July 2nd. So if, you cool. might, if anybody was wondering. I was. And that's all I have in news so far, unless you guys have something else.
3: Uh, I can't think of anything.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby?
2: What's next for me? What's next for you, Andy? Uh, Well, I forgot to mention in my weeks that I picked up some stuff while I was in the, I won't say great state of Florida, but let's be honest. The, mm, the state of Florida,
0: Sunshine State.
2: Yeah, with the mosquitoes and freaking fire ants that bit me and
0: fire ants. Yeah, ouch!
2: Stupid Florida. All right, <laughs> I told. We were driving back from dinner, and I was joking around. I told the guys, I told Chris Barnes and uh, Ben and Kevin McGrady. I was like, I hate Florida, and then everyone in it. <laughs> 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 Which they thought was hilarious because at the f- time we were all in Florida. I was like, I know, I hate us all. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I picked up that I, I told you guys I bought an engine, a TRM yes. three ten mm-hmm. engine, got the M yes. Studio muffler because I'm not hardcore enough to run that damn pipe. And I have in my possession now a pre-production Super G. Raw seven hundred conversion kit.
5: Holy shit! Nice, ahead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: So, what's next for me is I'm gonna build that sucker, hmm. and cool. I, it... I I'm not gonna give a time frame, but I'm pretty confident I'll have it by the end of December, 2022.
3: <laughs> so a week. Gotcha.
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah, maybe two weeks.
3: More than a week, but
2: yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks. You got all
1: that. Yeah.
2: What's the holidays, you got all that time, yeah. So, I want I'm real excited because that means I get to test out my new engine stand because I got a brand new engine to mm. break in, and then I'm gonna have a brand new helicopter to put it in. I already got the raw 700 kit here, new in the box. Um, so yeah, if anybody out there wants a good deal on the original raw 700 conversion kit, let me know. <laughs> Because I bought that one, never did build it, now I got the Super G. Yeah. So I gotta get rid of the other one. My my loss will be your gain. I'll make you a good deal mm-hmm. on it. Uh but yeah, I'm gonna put try to get that together. I might I'm gonna try to it's supposed to rain this week, but I'm gonna try to get a few more flights on the Puma, get it dialed in a little better. I really need a ESC fan. That one twenty is getting a little too hot. Actually, I don't know the... Do you know what the high temp cutoff is on those things on Hobby Wing? Anybody? Steve?
1: I don't recall. It's up there, I don't though. I either. I need to
2: look it up. Yeah. I was thinking like 180 Fahrenheit, but I don't know. Anyway, I need to look that up and probably adjust my alarm. I think I've got it set at 160. But... Uh, it will like I start flying it with the canopy on and it's warm outside. I can definitely over, I, it's definitely getting hot. I don't, I don't know if it's getting too hot yet, but probably, um, like I said before, I kind of expected that the motor KV's too high and the ESC is too small. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. it's whatever it is what it is. I think if I put a fan on, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, I could try it. Yeah, I guess I should order a boom for my seven hundred, since this one has a big ass dent in it. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, I, I didn't crash or anything, so I'm. I think I'm good. Well, except from that auto crash. Uh, okay, Kevin, what are you up to
0: next, dude? I got some shit to build. I gotta finish this or or get cracking not to steal another brand but i gotta get cracking on this this uh, v2 700 mm-hmm. and uh you got servos now i think i got servos the only thing i gotta get is some blades um i'll, I'll get those
2: dude does dude, b surface switch blades are on killer sale right now at bk yeah. are they yeah okay get two they're sets while you're there
5: yeah okay yeah, yeah you'll,
2: those, you'll never so. beat that price and the I love B Surface. They're cheap, and half the
0: time you yeah. can barely even tell the difference. Okay. Never. I always order them. Yeah, I'm sure tell. I won't be able to tell. Yeah. I won't be like, oh, that's the blades and not my dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally. I'll give never you happened.
2: something to blame it on. Oh, no, I crashed because the oh. blades are bad. I had a had a microscopic little bubble in the epoxy. Yeah.
0: I'd show it to you, but now they're broken <laughs> in half. <Yeah>.
2: I know. <laughs> and blades fell apart in the air. <laughs> right. Threw me off. The paint had a chip in it.
0: But I also got another helicopter from Andy this weekend, which was the Oxy 5 that he sold me. And he, Andy, you gave me a killer deal, killer deal I on know. that thing, man. Thank you so much. I regretted it immediately. I know. <laughs> I know because you punched me right after I gave you the money.
5: <laughs> I was like,
0: what? No. But yeah. I, I gave
2: him the stuff and threw the box parts so And was like, here, take it. Son of a yeah. bitch. I found this too.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh shit
0: yeah give me a bunch of extra parts and blades yeah it was a good deal and i already got i think i have most of the stuff whatever they had in stock i ordered and had it delivered already to stretch it nice. so i want to stretch that to 600 And if anybody's mm-hmm. looking for a logo 550 i'm gonna pull all my stuff out of that and probably sell that i got 10 flights on that Just tops 10 flights yeah yeah, and I'll probably You'll even that. throw in the icon that's on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you need an icon, I'll leave it on it.
5: Yeah.
1: Killer deal coming your way.
0: Yeah. So I got some work to do. I got, I got to get back and, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm in Vegas right now. I'm flying out Thursday. So Thursday back to work Friday and I'll probably be flying again on, on Saturday. And then nice. get some, get some work done.
2: Yeah, man, I'm really excited. What you think of that V2 Spectre?
0: Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's a pretty great, Hilly. Nice. Yeah, I got to figure out. Like, uh, I know I got a Neo off the 690, but I got to get another one. The one on the oxy Three isn't the best, and I think I have, I think I have one or two more somewhere else. I got to uh, have to break out of retirement and see if they're any good. So I got yeah, a bunch I of know. things after have to work. Because if I'm going to test out a, a neo, I'm going to put it on the oxy three and see if it's functioning fine. And you no, know, not going out of range for some reason.
1: You want to do I... a range checking things, right? I think. Yeah.
0: One. I'd like to like. No,
1: put it
2: that makes too much sense. <laughs> Just fly it as far away as you can. Just. On a nitro. As far away yeah. as you can see, and if it's good, then it's good. If it's not, well, wasn't meant to be. Okay.
3: (laughs) No, don't do that. Where's that button? I'm an idiot.
6: (laughs) What the hell, Andy?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, make sure you uh, take the time on that recording so you can pull that. So Kevin's got a button now. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I was saying. For what? The next two episodes? No, dude, you are an idiot because I was saying (laughs) that because Andy's. I'm an idiot. idiot.
1: Oh, God. He was afraid to Andy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Ian. God bless you. No, he just just because you said the word, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: For the next two episodes,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I didn't say anything.
0: Crazy. Oh so, shit! All whatever. right, what, well, Ian? What are you going to be doing? Yes. Um, please see. try and save us. And
2: if you say doubles are working, I'm on <laughs> or Discord. cut you off this and call. Wrenching. I'm going to kick you off the wrenching,
0: call.
3: Discord. Doubles. Well, I mean, I haven't done any wrenching, but, um, <laughs> that could be happening this week. Um, I've got a couple days off, uh, this weekend. Um, I've got my oldest daughter's birthday party. Uh, I get to, uh, help put together with the ex wife, and, uh, gonna have a whole bunch of family over there at the venue and everything like that. And then, um uh, you know, just spend time with the kids. Spend the entire day out there. And um, Monday, I've got the day off. Aside from taking the kids to school, I ain't doing shit. Nice. Um, so that gives me uh, time for wrenching. So I can start tearing into some of these models and seeing why the sh- seeing why the fuck my shit won't fly. So uh, oh, I I know why. I'm Looking for forward- it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's all I've got really planned other than working in Discord and wrenching. So,
1: Cool. What all about right. Steve? Steve? Yeah, I guess for me, I'm going to do some wrenching and I'm going to work a double-double. And <laughs> um, yeah, you know. No. Uh, let me see. I do need to do some wrenching. I got to do the... <laughs> I do need to do some wrenching and um I'm gonna work on those um get those servers all swapped out and um on my raw Nitro seven hundred um I'm gonna pull that motor out and I don't know who I saw it. I think it was someone posted about a one oh five being on no a ninety one a ninety one C speed being on sale and it was like eight hundred bucks or seven fifty or something like that. And um, I don't know, in that thread, Frank it um, was like, oh, man, the 91 3D Speed is like one of the best, Uh, not Speed, the uh, 3C, the competition one, is one of the best motors out there. And I was like, oh, I have one. I'm using the carbon, the 91 direct motor that's in the black nitro, not black nitro, the raw nitro 700. And I'm like, I think I'm going to pull that out and I'm going to pull the carb off that power tune. That's the carb I'm using. Put it back on that 91, and I think I'm going to throw the 91 in there. Um, The only thing is I don't have a a 91 pipe anymore. So I'm going to throw a 105 pipe in there and whatever. Just run it. Probably run. I'll give it a try. We'll see what happens. I think it'll be fine, yeah. Um, I know people do like the 120 pipes on 96s and things like that, so I'm sure, you know,
2: this will work fine. You You probably won't even notice that. One tenth of a percent horsepower difference. No, probably not.
1: So I'm interested in trying it out. um And like I said, I mean, I have the motor. It's sitting there. It's brand new. Like I never used it. I just, like I said, use the carb. I bought the motor. so i thought it was a three-speed or whatever. Thought it was a speed motor. It was a cop motor. I ended up just pulling the carb, anyways. But yeah, now I can put the car back on, run that motor since so it's new and fresh. um yeah. So I want to do some wrenching on that. I. <laughs> I can't believe it. I don't know what's going on with me. I, I think Andy, you're rubbing off on me, or maybe Steve Shaw's rubbing off on me, but I've had that 580 raw nitro kit. Me too. Did it. I got one. The plastic wrapper at all. I'm I'm, I'm I'm, just, I'm like dumbstruck by it. Like I, I go into the garage, and I'm like, why is there a box there that's unwrapped? Like it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't compute, you know? So no, but um, I think I'm going to save that for the holiday uh, break. Nice. Um, I think I mentioned that my wife started a new job. Well, there goes our family vacation trip because she can't take the time oh, off anymore. I oh, I do not right. realize that. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, the annual trip we go from December yeah. to, uh, I mean, from uh, Christmas to right, New Year, right, right. we're going to, I guess, do a staycation. So I, I might okay. do some work. I might take some, you know, recoup some of those days back. Um, yeah, maybe have take it roll next over. summer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next summer, I'm I'm taking my sabbatical, so I'm going to – I have three months off. Next so. winter. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. next oh winter. Oh, my God. You're going to yeah. take three months in a row off? Yeah, I'm going to take three months in a row Damn, off. Dude. Um, Damn, dude. Damn. He's got to have – he's, he's got to have some
2: – yeah, he's got to take time off to build all the three orange helicopters he's getting. <laughs> That's
1: true. Right. And, the, and the 580 Roll the 580 Roll. Yeah, you know. No, nah, I have a lot of things to do, and and – I think this winter, I'm going to take it a little bit easy as far as like being that, you know, stupid, like headstrong. I'm going to go fly every weekend. I don't care the weather, you know, like I'm kind of getting older and, and I can definitely feel my, my fingertips just, they get cold really quick. My hands get cold really quick. My feet get cold really quick. Uh, bad circulation, I guess. So wintertime, I think I'm going to actually bunker in a little bit more. You know, obviously if there's a nice day, I'm going to go fly, um, but I'm going to bunker in a little bit more, try to get all these this wrenching shit that I need to get done and, and clean up the garage and kind of get my RC stuff situated, um, you know, to come ready for the springtime. Springtime cool. will probably be February, end of February here, you know, start to to warm up enough for me to go fly.
2: He's going to build seven helicopters. They're all identical. Next summer, five days a week, he's going to go fly. Yeah. By the end of next Sunday, he's, yeah, he's gonna be like a Worked badass out. pilot.
1: That would be nice. <laughs> that would be cool. Imagine that. Imagine flying. Oh, I didn't even think about it. like I thought about flying a couple days a week, but oh, just fly five days. Like That'd a regular job.
2: Just, yeah, just yeah. just have a whole shitload of helis. Crash one, yeah. just build it, That'd rebuild happen. it over I mean, the weekend, and and just keep going.
1: No, I you know I don't fly that low. Like I can fly and not crash. Yeah, but you were, that you almost gotta sounds start,
2: like yeah. You gotta start like really pushing though, crashing. Mm,
1: yeah. Almost sounds
0: like a certain retired gentleman mm. I know <laughs> has all this time could be that. Yeah, but Steve will actually go do it. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: I <don't> know.
0: <laughs> Young, not shaw. Yeah,
1: not yeah. sure. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's it for me though. Um, that's is cool that though. All of us? That's all of us. Okay. Uh, I heard we might have some listener pipelines. Hmm?
2: We do. I get this stupid thing fired up again. It might. Uh, Let's see.
6: Hey, guys. So,
7: after about a two-month time period, I have finally caught up through all the episodes. That is about fifty episodes I was behind, or maybe it was forty five. It was almost a full year's worth of episodes that I was behind, and I just finally caught up today. I'm at nine minutes and thirty five seconds remaining on the current episode. That was a lot of listening and uh, yeah, my brain is fry from listening to wrenching discord and doubles. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ian, I swear dude, I'm gonna slap you so in the head next to my Anyway, so that episode was great. Uh, hearing from George again was amazing. Uh, I'm so glad that he's doing better. I didn't know that his health was taking a turn for the worse. I'm glad he was able to get things straightened up. But hearing from George again was amazing. Because uh, the last time I heard from George, Ian basically replaced him. So it's his fault that he left. So <laughs> damn it, Ian. Uh, no, no, damn it, Ian. Uh, for kicking him out. But it's great to hear George come back on for a little bit. Um, I guess I couldn't stand Ian because he had to leave early, so again, still you, Ian, what the hell? But Where it's, uh, it's great to hear from him. Uh, he, he was always a good addition to your show, and uh, I wish he stayed longer, but I totally understand why he didn't. It just, he seems like he's a jack-of-all-trades. He's, he's always into something different, like every everything. He's into every form of R.C., and he's into every single hobby, and thing you can ever think of so uh it was a really good episode i thoroughly enjoyed it anyway talk to you guys later bye
2: thanks shaggy thanks shaggy thanks
3: shaggy, thanks, shaggy. Thanks,
0: shaggy. and know,
2: uh i don't know where he was but yeah bottom of he a mine to- or something
0: well yeah he probably fell into a well after listening to us for like no, that many years. 12 hours he probably jumped
2: off a cliff
0: probably jumped off a cliff
1: it's more than 12 hours if you think he caught up on like last year oh last 40, yeah episodes, right right um, a lot of hours. One one thing, correction, I want to make is that um, Ian did not cause Joe uh, I mean, you know, George to leave. Right. Ian caused George to never come back. <laughs>
5: what? <laughs> what
1: the fuck?
0: No. <laughs> I was no, going to yeah, mention that, yeah.
1: though. I, I
3: was going to
0: mention oh, all man. seriousness, he did not cause George to leave. No, no,
1: no not at all. Not at all. <laughs>
3: Dude, he could have came back at any time. I would have been happy to step down to let him be on the show. I mean, fuck. We could have even been a five-piece. I mean, you know, I, nah, I like hearing I The only way banter. to get a
1: five-piece going is you have to beg to come on the show. Yeah. I don't think beggars. Oh, fuck. But, <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I, I always enjoyed listening to George's banter and, you know, whatever project he was working right.
1: on. George brought a whole different aspect to the show. He
3: um, He did.
1: He did. You know, he, he had a different mentality about the hobby. He had a different mindset of what helicopter specific portion that he really enjoyed, you know. So he had a different perspective coming into this. Yeah. And, and that's the part that I think a lot of listeners and, and in ourselves as well, we enjoyed having him on the show for. So.
2: Yeah, because we all kind of do the same thing sort of now. So it was, yeah. it was cool to have a, a different perspective.
3: Right and to be honest like with uh, with the scale models he does i mean you know him and you know a bunch of the guys that you know he rolls with they really put a big twist on you know some of the scale you know details that they making do in the
1: scale fuselages yeah,
3: yeah making the and, molds and everything that's right. huge. and a fucking submarine. you know and the sub stuff yeah, yeah that was that, that was cool. pretty crazy Yeah, all of that stuff
2: awesome all right okay we got more
1: Oh, we have more. Oh, nice. We have
2: a ton more, actually. Oh, all Holy right. Let's, 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 let's keep going.
1: Sit down and listen, yeah.
7: Oh, and uh, I forgot one thing. Andy, I need that sound clip of Ian. I have the soundboard. I need the clip. That is not going to die. So, come on. Please send me the clip. I need it. It's not all for myself. I'm going to get it. Sorry, Ian. It's too priceless. It's too
5: it's, it's too good suck it shaggy
2: get your own sound clip
0: yeah we're not going to give that to you shaggy you got to sit through another 45 episodes <laughs> wait wait wait, wait,
2: everybody be real quiet i'm an idiot
3: fuck off all right there you go <laughs> <laughs>
6: nice.
2: all right here's the next one
6: hey guys this is brandon leggett i'm here at torches today and absolutely loving it wanted to call in and say thank you for all that you guys do and uh Really enjoyed it. Um, thank you, Andy, for your help getting my gas going at RCHO and, uh, hope to see you guys in the field soon. Bye. Nice.
2: Nice. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, all right. Here's another one.
6: Hey guys. I just wanted to say thank you for, uh, all the great, uh, podcast and all the knowledge and everything. Uh, Steve, Andy, Kevin, and Ian, man, I have loved listening to you guys. It was great seeing you, uh, Andy, and Kevin at uh, Winter Bash and that. And I just want to say uh, thank you and uh, good luck in whatever you guys decide to do in the future, man. This is Dwayne Six. Uh, take it nice. easy, and thanks again for everything. Bye.
3: Oh, oh, thanks, Dwayne. Thanks, hey, Dwayne. thanks, Dwayne. Nice. Great dude. Hey, guys. Dude.
6: Steve calling oh, from sunny South Florida. How
3: are y'all doing?
6: Guys, man, I got so much to say tonight. First of oh, all, I want to do a little bit more of a recap of the Southwest Rodeo. I saw so many people, and it was great to meet, it was great to meet a lot of new guys. Talked to Ken Marshall. He's got a ranch event, co- event coming up in February in California. Sounds like it might be a fun time. Sold Doug Darby. King of the Gassers. Always great seeing Doug. He brought some of Nadine's cookies. Actually, he let me take a couple, one in each hand. So that was terrific. So three guys that kind of conspire together. Virgil, Sean, and Scott. Sean, I love that Jetty transmitter, man. Great system. I really do like that a lot. Scott, I'm glad you're keeping those two guys straight. And Virgil, Virgil, you were going to call in. I don't know what happened, man. You were supposed to call in. You don't have a lot of time. Time is running out. The clock is ticking. I'm not going to give the number out, Virgil. Uh, I tell you, I'll just give you the number, Virgil, but I don't want anybody else to listen right now. So go ahead and use 973-936-8936. That's 973-936-8936. Virgil, the clock is ticking. That was a nice-looking turban bergen helicopter you had i'm wondering is it flying 100 uh, percent now and you enjoying it okay so freefall guys man y'all are finally giving us some noteworthy content and we appreciate that i like it the way the last month or so of the show it just gets better uh notice that nick maxwell Burt camera Burt old man 3d camera carrie shirley just to name a few Uh, I just got home from the torches winter bash. Man, it was a blast. Guys, I heard some special news while I was there. I I understand it's kind of semi-official. I heard that Steve is selling the rights to the free full RC podcast for one dollar to Ian. So Ian can keep the dream alive. Free our skies, Ian style, and maybe a tool tip or two thrown in. Hope y'all are doing well. Take care guys. Good night.
3: Thanks Steve. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, yeah, You're getting thanks, a whole Steve. dollar
0: for that.
2: Mm. You, you, you might be getting ripped off, Ian. So yeah, sad. I might be. Just saying. All right.
0: Yeah.
6: Hey, guys. Yeah. As Paul Harvey would say, now for the rest of the story. I got to talk for a couple of minutes about the Torches Winter Bash. That's my local, one of my local fields. We had a blast. I was kind of a man guess. on the street representing half of the Free Fall RC podcast that was not there. Steve and Ian were both no-shows. Missed you guys, but uh, not surprised. I know it's kind of far to go. Uh, I understand that Steve might be working on his Miata. Steve, I'm glad to hear you're breathing some life back into that thing. Ian, you're either doing a little 420, kind of like uh, in the closet, or possibly uh, working on another tool tip. Got to say, man, your content is, uh, well, it, it's it's special. It's unique. Man, uh, nobody else has ever heard some of those tips. I think those guys are razzing you a little bit too much. Okay. So at Torches, there were a lot of people to chat with. Pro pilots such as Burt Kammerer. That's Burt's home field. So he looked like, uh, you know, he was pulling all the stops out. So a lot of sponsored pilots had a really good time chatting with a lot of those guys. And last but not least, uh, bringing up the rear from behind was Kevin and Andy. Those <laughs> Always great to see you guys. Of course, man. I, I just loved it. Also, there was a cowboy from the Southwest Rodeo. Greg Rangel made it into town. He's probably the furthest from home. Uh, Greg, we're not going to give you a prize for that. Sorry. What was the best part of the event? If you guys might ask or, or kind of care, the prize drawings, of course, boys. It was awesome. First, my friend Buzz won a prize. Didn't even know he had won it till I, they called his name three or four times, and uh, then he, he woke up and went over there. Got. Man, he's got a nice 200 amp <laughs> ESC. But the absolute best prize, the one that really, I mean, golly, what you got to do? This was the new Orange Series SAB RAW 700. There are only two of these that exist in the United States right now. Burt Camera has one. It's put together. It's flying like crazy, man. He did great demos. And, and that's I've got change. one. Steven, Florida. <laughs> I'm building it right now. I'm doing an unboxing video tonight. So you guys look for that. It should be great. Hope to talk to y'all again soon. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. I forgot,
0: I forgot to write down Greg's name. Yeah, I did Greg Ringel. And I had a great... We went out to dinner. Sat across from him. Man. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, he's great dude. Came yeah, from Arizona. Yeah,
2: it was awesome to see Greg Really man. good
0: dude, man. Yeah, it was, I'm it sure was good a good I'm sure there's a lot of people we forgot. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, people. Sorry, people.
2: Kevin wouldn't let me take notes.
0: No. Blame it on him. Yeah. So put that phone away, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) at a fun fight.
2: Except Kevin was taking notes on, uh, what was it, Southern Words you were trying to document?
0: That's right. Yeah, because we mentioned (laughs) George, and I, I, I did want to say that i was yep.
2: saying something and what doesn't even think about it kevin mcgrady's like you got that that's that's a southern word i don't even know what i was saying
0: well i started out with overholler because that's one that i've heard um pert near pert near that was the one that george gave me so i added to that fixin' to and wallered out Wallered <laughs> out
4: was the one Wallard, that Kevin's me Yeah, think about it, it talking it
2: about over. the camper wallering you all over the road. But yeah, yeah, I, I the hillbilly from the mountain. I'm a mountain man. I'm not even a hillbilly. Sorry, you're Appalachian. I'm an Appalachian dude. Yep. All right, that is all, all the voicemails we have.
0: All right, thanks guys. Thanks for everybody who called. Yeah, awesome.
3: Yeah, thanks guys. All right.
2: Time to wrap it up. I feel bad for Ian. He gets shit on on the show. The caller shit on him. The email he gets shit on.
0: Don't feel bad for Ian. Feel I bad do. for Steve Shaw because he's known worldwide now as, as a procrastinator. He's getting no. shit from all corners of the globe.
5: <laughs> that is I, true. <laughs>
3: I feel sorry for his fleet that never sees airtime.
0: Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Salt in the wound. Ian.
3: Yep.
1: Okay. I guess it's time to do an outro. Sure. Let's take a look at
0: I'm remote, so I cannot log into Facebook right now to, to read comments. I got it. Sorry guys.
1: Alright. Uh let's see here. We have one new like, one unlike, and then that person reliking because I saw his name earlier in this list, and now I see it here from the second. So, yeah, that's I think it's these two. I think I did Joseph. Yeah, I think so. All right, so let's wrap it up. Facebook likes. We're at 1,445. That's plus one, but we have two names because this person likes to unlike and like us. So, okay. the first one is Marshall Maddox, and the person that likes to unlike us and like us is Michael Shaggy Parker. Thank you, Michael.
2: Michael Shaggy Parker. I didn't yeah. meet Marshall. Isn't that the dude from your field, Kevin?
0: Yeah, he See um, there. At the I, don't bash? He oh, okay. no, I don't think he made it. Oh, okay. I don't think he made it. All right. You would have seen him. He had he he has a uh, all those F three C. I had a good time talking with Buzz. Uh, yeah, Buzz is a good dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Facebook comments. What do we have?
2: Well, from last week's show, episode 354, Return of Host Past, we got a comment from William Anthony. He says, wow, amazing episode. Five exclamation marks. Ugh. (laughs) I'm going to really miss Freefall RC podcast. You guys did an excellent job of building a sense of community over the years. I might have to rage quit the hobby with you guys gone. No more Bill Ann. Although I'm now close to 4,000 subscribers, like, and subscribe. So maybe I'll stay around a little longer. Going to miss you guys.
0: Thanks, Bill.
1: Thanks, Bill. Thanks,
2: Bill. Thanks,
3: Bill. Like, and subscribe.
2: And, And Richard Spiegel said, any crickets? I don't know what that means exactly
3: oh that cricket that george killed oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: george and (laughs) the crickets right not about that i'll I'll have to repost a meme damn richard that was a deep cut thanks Mm. yeah i didn't even get it we have a video of steve shaw doing saying something but the uh the comments are what's funny dwayne six Kevin and Andy, Steve Shaw told me it would be built in a week, the kit he won today. Hold his feet to the fire, LOL. Yes. Yes, William Anthony said, oh boy, don't put the man on the spot, LOL. Michael Shaggy Parker said, bullshit. Nick Quistam RC said, soon, very soon. (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. I knew somebody else had,
0: had witnessed that. It
2: must have been a video of him saying he's going to build it by December. Um, picture of Steve's dirty, dirty, dirty Nitro Heli. And Steve Shaw said, what a dirty girl. It is Slimy. But yeah. And let me check for visitor post. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here is a series of pictures, and it says announcing that you have RC helis and lipo batteries to board on a plane with. Picture credit from Tommy Boy. And it's when Tommy Boy goes into the bank and says, Hey, everybody, listen up. And everybody, you know, drops to the floor like they're being uh-huh. robbed. And he's just standing there like,
5: <laughs>
2: I guess you just have to have seen the movie to get it, but because that's actually pretty funny. That's from Bill Grant.
1: Nice. All right. Uh, is that it? <sighs> I believe so, that's right. it. Let's uh, move on to listener posts then, huh? You have no, any yeah. listener posts? Yeah, I just did
2: it. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Steve, pay attention, dude. <laughs> Where are you at all
1: all night? Website comments.
2: Um. Did we have a website comment? I seem like I remember we did, but I forgot what it was. Uh, hmm. We've been getting a shit ton of junk email here lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had one from Bob. He said, uh, when your kit arrived, it have main and tail blades inside the box. Was the box sealed? Uh, he's talking about my Puma Freedom. It did not have blades in the box, and the box was sealed. Uh, apparently, there was uh, some sort of issue at SAB factory, and some of the kits got shipped out without blades. If you received a Puma and didn't have blades, just contact BK Hobbies. They have a bunch of blades and they'll ship them out to you for free. Some had them, some didn't. I don't know what happened. Maybe they packaged them on a Friday afternoon. Uh, I guess that's it.
0: So, dude, in, in regards to Facebook, real quick, I do mm-hmm. see that two hours ago, mm-hmm. Tuesday night that we're recording this, Steve Shaw did open the box on that new mm-hmm. SB okay, Roll that he, nice. that he won. So if you want to watch him struggle with the box for like, so enough, <laughs> yeah, you can see it on Facebook.
2: Okay. Jetty
1: receiver on top.
2: Yeah. Did he have to flip switches on his jetty to open the box?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I streamed through it pretty quick. Okay.
1: Well, that's what he had the
0: jetty receiver on top of the box for. I think it was five minutes of him trying to get into the door where the box was. And then <laughs> opening
5: the box. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. All
2: right. That's funny. People are offering to buy him dinner if he gets it in the air by next Wednesday. Oh wow,
1: that's a safe bet. Yep. All right, let's do people of podbean.
0: Uh people of podbean, I can get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a few things happen on podbean. Just a few. My star sixty liked episode three fifty one. The FFRC crew and Craig Hawkins started following us on podbean.
1: All right, thanks guys. Uh, thanks for the likes and follow. We do not have any being comments.
2: Nope. No new comments. All right. So iTunes <laughs> reviews. We do not have any iTunes reviews either. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. All All right. We will next week. Wait, yes, we, we probably will because.
1: Maybe. I hope so.
0: Having Curtis on was pretty amazing.
1: Yes, that was. All right, so drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at, at gmail.com, Like us on Facebook. Check out our webpage, Flight Test Forums. Fellow podcasters, we have the Helly Heads podcast. Uh,
0: are we naming these?
1: Yeah, if you want to. Uh,
3: all, all right. They had, a, they had a takeover last week, so it's different mm-hmm. hosts. Yeah.
1: Yep, Daryl, Daryl.
3: Daryl, Daryl, and
1: Daryl. Ben. ben, yep, and Donnie. Uh, Donnie. Yeah. Uh,
2: Kevin, and, uh, Dan, Chris, Chris. Chris.
3: <laughs> and uh, I have to give a huge Mike shout Solvee. out to Daryl. He gave us uh, yes. uh, a shout out at the end of the episode, which... Cliff Lewis. You know what?
1: Yeah. Stop interrupting in. Ian. This is, Sorry. This is, this is real stuff he's talking about. <laughs> but that's what I do. Oh, my Sorry, God. Go ahead. Go ahead, But no, I again.
3: have to give a huge shout out to Daryl. He, he, uh gave us a big thank you for, you know, what we've been doing in the ho- you know, for the hobby. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, dude, that was a great episode of Heliheads. Heads. I, I think, I think we have a future podcaster in the, in the making. And, you know, that, that was a really great episode and dude, you're welcome for, uh, you know, and thank you for being a great listener. So.
2: Yeah. Thanks yeah. Daryl. That was cool. Thanks Daryl. Yeah, yeah
3: Daryl. Thank you.
2: I also want to give.
1: Uh, I also want to do that. Let's give a shout out as well to um, um Darren and Javier too on the last episode of Skids Up. Um, their guests didn't even know podcasts or didn't know who we were or anything, and and they went really in depth on like describing us and oh, nice. the impact that we've a, had.
2: That's next in my queue. I haven't listened to that one. Yet. Yeah,
1: listen to that one. Um, nice. especially at the end when you know they give us a, a a pretty long shout out. You know. Um. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, appreciate guys. it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. Call us, you know, we're, we're going to be flying around. We'll still be here. So we'll, we'll still be those buddies you can listen to. And you know, I don't know what we're going to do about the voicemail. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to shut it down. I mean, no, we're going to keep theoretically it. We'll, we'll, um, check it,
2: it, it, um, it might get played somewhere.
1: It might. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does hit our, uh, our email. So we'll, we'll see those as well. Mm-hmm. They do come in. So, that's true. All right. Uh, going back to the podcasters. Let's see here. Maximum Collective podcast. That's what Greg, Gregor, and Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. RCHN V three.
0: That's what Dan, and uh, Nick, and Rob, and Devin,
1: and Chris, it's
0: Bobby, and
1: Cindy, and I don't know. keep going on. I mean, we got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people now. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're trying to keep up Scott. with Hellheads, I think.
0: Starsky and Hudge. <laughs> Huggy Bear.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Scott. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Awesome.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, Telerotor Podcast.
0: Oh, that's with Cliff Lewis, right? Yeah. He's on yeah. that one. Yeah.
1: yeah Finally like found sh- one he's on. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs>
3: and Rich. Shaggy and the Gang. And Shaggy. Yep. Mm-hmm. The yep. Mystery Machine.
1: And Nick and Monty. Found by Motorcycles and Turbines. All right. Let's see. Skids up.
0: That's what Frank and Javier and Darren and maybe Paul, maybe Cliff Lewis, hmm. <laughs> maybe Ian. <laughs> Ian oh, loves it every time.
2: <laughs> when we quit, Ian's going on every podcast. He's going to do oh, yeah. podcasts. Well, I was going to say hard. three nights a week, but they only do them like once a month, so you will space it out.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why not? Hey, he's going to be okay. like Cliff, like I said, the Ripper Owens of podcast, man. He's going to be in like four bands, <laughs> six compilation albums.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Nice.
1: All right, Freelance. let's see. Who else is still around here? Inverted under Under's not really around. Houdini RC, hell he is. Yeah. Richard. Oh. Um, okay. Kenny. Yep. Kenny. Uh, let's see. RC Roundtable that is still around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: Ray.
3: it's square. It's square now. Fitz,
0: Terry Lee, yeah, and they did a video podcast just recently, too. I saw it oh, yeah? pop up on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I think that's on on Fitz's Hobby View channel. But yeah, they did and something the hobby view. on also. YouTube, which was cool.
1: Cool. Uh, RC After Hours. With, with Andre
0: still going strong after all these years?
1: I've never listened to Park Flyer podcasts or RC Playing Labs or all things that fly anymore. I don't know. Yes, those are. are, I those are still RC, going on. I don't
2: think all things that fly, all things that no, fly, all things yes. that fly is still. No, uh, yeah, they came back, definitely back and done, did a few, and then quit again. I think they're on a hiatus.
1: Yeah, when they have more things to talk about, they'll come back on. Yeah, uh, Park Flyer Podcast and RC Planes. That things are still around. There's also another new one that I saw on my feed, another RC one that came about recently. Um, but it is, I think, a uh, an airplane specific one. Yeah, the Aviation RC Noob Podcast. Okay. I did That's see another that one. one. Yeah, they are about 64 episodes in now. So cool. Definitely give them Talk, a listen.
2: Talking about media, the latest epi- um, episode, the latest edition of the AMA magazine had a neat article from John Ellis. It's a guy here local to me. And then they covered the Daryl Sprayberry scale, Southern Scale Classic. So it's okay. two RC Helicopter articles in there. It's pretty cool.
1: Oh, nice. wow. Nice. This one, right? The one with the. Yep.
2: Uh, with a Haley on the front.
1: Yep. Yep. Right. Okay, Congrats, AMA. Some, some
2: stuff, um, pictures of uh, Michael Resnick, scale Haleys. He's a. Rosnick? Of the
5: show. Yeah. Rosnick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, he makes check some really out. cool stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Oh, it might be an AMA magazine, to actually, read. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Yeah. Don't forget to check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bill! Bill! Alright, oh, thanks man. to our listeners.
5: <laughs>
1: Free air skies and we'll see you next time. See ya. Hi everybody. Bye. Next do it. We gotta finish young blood
5: first.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This freaking free logistic pen will not work.
2: What is oh. it supposed to do?
0: Right. Right? <laughs> oh, I thought it was some special. I'm supposed thing. to click. I'm not clicking. I'm gonna I go think back you're doing it You wrong. know what? This free pen that you gave me <laughs> does not work. Oh I got another one. This one works. Take
2: it back I'm and throw Logitech. it at him. Yeah. You suck. Damn it.
0: You suck. That uh, oh, somebody's got it in there. Orange white raw kits are on pre-order. So, Andy, you want to sell me your raw, and you're gonna purchase this kit?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is pretty. Before, before I do, is this freaking kit looks?
1: What is it? Pretty. Dope. Are you getting
2: the the new the? Just, yeah. See if you can buy Steve a white orange from him for you know seven hundred bucks. Sure. No.
0: He'll never let anything, He didn't let anything go. I've been trying to get him to sell me that gasser. No, no, no. You'll see it soon. Well, I was like... Just sell me something, dude. You got way too much shit. He does have too much shit. It's not fair for little
2: kids. <laughs> I told Bert... They were standing there Sunday... I, he he's talking about something... Just Steve and Bert... And I was like... Bert, you really need to institute a rule... Where if a guy wins a kit and he doesn't build it within sixty <laughs> days, he has to put it back in a raffle somewhere else. Right. And Bert's like, yep. "Nah, sixty days is too generous. Thirty days." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> there you go." There you go. Damn. <laughs> uh, you I like that. Pass it for was- pass it on if you can't build it.
1: I thought Street would go away.
0: Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you
1: looking? Are you looking to get a rock, Kevin?
0: I would like the looks of this one. I I like the raws I've, I've flown them a few times and
1: kind of like the that looks orange
2: of this is one. really pretty. Like in person, yeah. it's it's different orange, Steve. It's almost more like fluorescent kind of.
1: Yeah, I'm all down for that. Yeah,
2: it's cool. It made up
1: like lightest shit you can give me.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. nice. And then with the white to break it up, it's it's really cool.
1: Now, where are you seen this? Um, BK site? BK hobby site, yeah. yeah Alibaba. <laughs> really? Right? What, what's Ali the Express. other one? Goblin, good. goblin something? Like where you get like the $40 Goblin <laughs> rocket. <raw> <laughs> <laughs> it's like goblinkits.com or some shit. I don't
0: know. G you,
2: you got a uh, tech tip, Ian?
3: Yes, I do. I'm actually, tech topics. Nice. I'm going to have you guys jump in and help on this one.
1: No, I'm not helping. No, oh, it comes bad. with the 700 blades. You can see it in the picture. It has a 700. Yeah, Kevin. In fucking well, idiot. In the
0: specs, it's it it wrong says with you? With 690 millimeter yes, blades. Yeah, well,
1: not the only idiot. Yeah, I think they're just. Uh, no, they're saying with the main, main rotor, rotor diameter oh, with 690 is yeah. 1548. God, what's wrong with you?
0: Well, I don't see where it says it comes with. It's already it had. Specs.
2: He's already had 13 vodka tonics.
0: Oh, I had him last night oh yeah I said give me a vodka tonic the waitress is really cute and she comes over and gives me a gin and, did you say gin and tonic I was like yeah I did now yeah I was like don't <laughs> worry about it so I was if
2: drinking if she wasn't cute would be like fuck no go back
0: vodka <laughs> uh, no I'm Throw okay <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and um, it's, cool to, it's cool to hang out with some of the judges that I only see I was on, like, gonna the say he's out there are, in like,
2: secret rooms hobnobbing with the judges yeah Next thing you know, they're going to invite him to Illuminati parties.
0: Yep. Yeah, because somebody's got to work the audio video. <laughs> yeah. <That's> somebody's, <laughs> somebody's got to put somebody's the presentation work the big on. Screen.
5: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: We can't hey. get this triangular shaped eye on the big screen, Kevin. We oh, we so.
2: had a guy, but we had to disappear him.
0: So. <laughs> Be sure you don't him. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> We ran out of sacrifices, so we used him.
1: Maybe the dongle's broken, you know, those fucking cable yeah, break. It, well, it,
2: it's got the tiniest little thinnest cable you've ever seen. It's Yeah, and they always break. It's such they a always piece break of at the shit. end. And they're like 30 yeah. bucks.
1: Well, they're not cheap,
0: yeah. Fucking piece of shit.
2: I fucking hate Apple.
3: Why? It just Apple works. I love you.
2: No, I
0: hate Nothing it. just works. I dude. fucking
2: hate Apple, but I hate everything else more. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: exactly. So you know what do you do? You just fucking deal with it, I guess. You complain about it. I hate it. I hate it. God damn it!
3: Can I unmute now?
2: No. You got. Uh, un- you got to mute
0: when we. What? Well, we'll tell you when. Don't worry about it. Didn't you unmute okay. to ask that question? How dare you. (laughs) How
5: dare you.